Well, now that we've... Uh, All right, Twitch Shadow Podcast, we're back. Uh, <laughs> now that now we're, with that uh, depressing thing. Now that we're done talking about dead babies. <laughs> so Selma Hayek versus Kate Upton, huh, buddy? <laughs> Mommy, feed me. <laughs> hey, that could be the, the title of your story. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> but Mommy wasn't there. It was just Dad. And he's dead. <laughs> God damn, yeah. All right. You just, so, do you just take it like I think you would uh, take um, I I know how you, I figure I think I figured out how you do it. You got to just shoot it like Ozu, like in a um, um, Tokyo Story. Hmm. I think you just point the camera and see what happens. Just leave it there. Like, oh, with a real baby. Yeah. And then your feet are in the corner. <laughs> One foot sticking up. Well, because I was thinking about it, and it's like it's almost kind of like unfilmable to some degree without being like almost like dramatic. Like without being because if you want to be like real true to the story. Well, then do you see the dad at all? Yeah. What do you see? I think you just put the corpse there and see what you know. But like you, how much of the corpse? You can't have like a full corpse. Or yeah. do you think you go with the full corpse? I think you just do it and then you always just shoot. Like I said, you shoot from the ground looking up, like almost like from like the child's perspective, but you do it in like wides. And uh and you just like let the baby come over and like poke the the dad like daddy, daddy. Right? And then, you know, nothing and then but that has to be at the start, right? So the audience doesn't really catch on. Yeah. And then it just you know, then probably, but it wouldn't really work. Oh, that's that. No, that's not a bad idea. Like you could have the foot, like he's sitting down on the in the on the couch or something mm-hmm. in the foreground. So you have just one foot there. The baby tugs on it, not no response, mm-hmm. and then you cut to another sh- angle where the, he's not in it. Yeah, of the wide, low to the ground, and then you just see the baby kind of going about its day. That'd be really interesting to like just have a little baby wander around. Yeah, but it'd be hard. it'd be so hard to shoot. Like I don't I don't even think I'd want to do it just for the difficulty of because it kid. Would That's just, the whole point. It has to be difficult. <laughs> but the, no, I don't mean like emotionally. No, no, no. I mean for you. Like yeah, it's it shouldn't be easy as a filmmaker. Cause, I just because yeah, like they would just keep running behind the camera, right? <laughs> then let it. I mean, you just have them go back in the shot. Like there's That's editing. True. Like yeah. they can dip out of frame. And then you can cut to another shot or just cut or even when the no like, kids, no dogs. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But you could have like the kid like run out of frame. Like let's say it's coming towards the camera, runs out of frame. Mm-hmm. And then you could be like, hey, get back out there. And then have it <laughs> have it run back out there like a cut. And then now it has like shit coming down its leg. And it's like, whoa, what the fuck? Ew. You yeah. weirdo. And then, you know, and then that way it shows like a passage of time too. And then it crawls on the couch and just. Yeah. Like you don't, you don't really have to show like, oh, let's fade. And then like, okay, that's a pass. Like you could just show the kid Mm -hmm. greasy hair now. It'd be like (laughs) Skinnamarink. You just want it to end. Hey, look how big Skinnamarink was though, right? When it came out. Except yours would be (laughs) real real and heartfelt. Dead baby the movie though. (laughs) I don't know. No, man. You know, I was thinking too when I was going pee. I was having a deep thought. But really, I I think 
if it moves you as a filmmaker, your film, and it brings you to tears, and that's like it's a film you got to go with, because yeah. it's not coming from a place of money. No, to just make content. It's like, no, honestly, I probably didn't want to make this. Like literally, it took something out of me to make this. So here you guys go. Oh, it absolutely would. You know, like I, I am giving a piece of my soul. Well, you don't like souls. I'm giving a piece of my, uh, well, myself. Yeah. To this, I just feel like, on a technical level, working with a toddler would be so. No, I think hard. I think you had a brilliant idea. Let the toddler just do its thing. Yeah. Runs out of film, even if. I mean, you got to make it not acknowledge the camera, so you probably can't be behind the camera. Yeah. You just got to set it up like a bunch of like uh, security cams, essentially, just yeah, set that's... up throughout the room mm-hmm. with nice framing and everything, nice lighting. Yeah. Um, so maybe just one camera at a time, but still letting the kid just do its thing. And because and, then that's real too. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it would be tough. It'd be really fucking hard to shoot. And then even the kid on the phone, like you <laughs> tapping into YouTube and playing kid videos. Yeah. Instead of dialing nine one one, just sitting next to the corpse watching but it, YouTube. <laughs> but instead of dialing nine one one, right? It's like, yeah, like the swipes. innocence of the child doesn't even know to. Yeah. And needs help. Yeah, yeah. I but see, you're already figuring it out, man. I I, I honestly think that that should be your film because then that film. Dickhead ain't getting into Sundance, okay? <laughs> you know, I have a lot of faith in it. I have a lot of belief. I wanted to get into Sundance. We got to make the uh, attempt. It ain't getting it, okay? Let's be real. It ain't getting it. Yeah, regardless. But yeah. that film? If it's done right. If it's done right, man. Yeah, that's... We're that. going to the Oscars. Don't <laughs> Honestly, maybe you could get like best short film. That's a That's an Oscar. Yeah, it is. Like seriously, maybe you could. And the Oscar goes to Dead Baby <laughs> <laughs> by Tom. And have the little baby right by. <laughs> it's not dead. I'd like to thank my baby that didn't die. <laughs> no. God damn, dude! I don't know. That's so fucking tough. Yeah. Well, I hope I hope you I hope you uh, develop it. Maybe we could. Uh, I could do a screen test and see how Emma reacts. <laughs> well, yeah, or maybe just get her used to a camera on sticks. You know, not even recording anything. Because I would really want to do it like the camera just sitting on the floor. Yeah, that's easy to set up, man. Yeah. We just got to get good lighting. I want to do it in black and white as well. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Good, like a nice contrast. Yeah, going good, through, yeah. Like, a single source light coming mm-hmm. through the window, like sunlight. But it mm-hmm. would be how you might not even need light to just use actual sunlight. Yeah. And then just play with real lighting. And then if you do, like you said, like have them on the couch or in the chair, in like a chair. Then yeah, so, so you, you kind see, of you see it's there, but but you don't, but you don't get it. Yeah, it could just be it, someone napping, and then the realization dawns, and then the real realization dawns. And yeah, like him just sitting in a uh, a rocking chair, and all you just see is like maybe like an arm like hanging down oh, the side. No, 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 no. He's already dead, right? Yeah, it's in a rocking chair. The baby crawls into his arms. That's the end shot. But then because of the movement, it rocks the chair. And that's how she goes to sleep. And never wakes back up. 
Right, just because you know rocking chairs rock real easy, so that's what's not a dry eye in the house. (laughs) Anyone that has ever had a kid would just start fucking crying immediately. Well, yeah, when you told me that, I was like, okay, just take a minute. (laughs) Iron claw, iron claw, motherfucker, iron claw. You put it down deep. Yeah, there's like show emotion. There's like a thing in that movie where it's like men don't cry. Exactly, you just. Bury that shit, you yep. fucking pussy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah That's literally. like the whole movie, right? You bury that shit, you pussy. That's Iron Claw. That's it, why it didn't get any nominations. It is. And it, the acting, all of the performances are super good. Damn. You know, I really wasn't expecting this podcast to be so uh, <laughs> fucking depressing. And Well, every podcast we do is depressing these days. <laughs> seems like, uh, yeah, that's true. That's true. Well... Yeah, man, that, wow. Damn. But that's a story, man. And then you change up the angle finally for that final shot. The, that's yes. the one shot that's not on the floor. It right. could even be like bird's eye view. That's how I see it. Because, you know, I like my bird's eye view. You hate them. I don't, ha- no, I don't hate bird's eye view. It doesn't have view. to be that. I just picture I like hate- a baby curling up because you can really see the the, yeah. the figure mm-hmm. I don't from hate, a bird's eye view. I don't hate bird's eye view. I just hate when it's too far up. Well, yeah, this wouldn't be that far up. But, but, that, but that's kind of how I see it personally. When like when you are looking down like from too far up, I just to me it's just it's just too it's a kind of ugly. Like when well, you then, like that's why I don't like those drone shots. Yeah. Because like you're just too far away and like there's no real sense of unless you like have like a really good like wide location that you're trying to like mm-hmm. like show. Like it's like you're trapped in the woods or something, and like you just zoom up out and then like you just get nothing lo- but woods. Just yeah, that's that works. Yeah, but when it's just like, oh, these are they're tiny people running around like ants. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> of course, yeah. That that. No. I mean, maybe that could work, but no. There, I I just am not a fan of that. No, but let, I do. Let, I love. Let, let me be the deep the DP. Okay, I yeah. can I can put a camera on the floor. Yeah. And then we'll get the audio strictly from the perspective of the camera. So it'll essentially be scratched so that things can fade out. So it just feels more natural. Yeah, exactly. TV's running, whatever. Yeah, the TV would be on. Yeah. That's what I was thinking. And then like, then like, I, I do think it could be interesting that like, that, that like the kid's trying to like get the iPad working or, or the. No, I don't. Just let the baby do what it's gonna do. No, yeah, that's what. Oh, that's what the baby's gonna do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, maybe like if I mean, so it would be modern times. Yeah, yeah. So honestly, thinking. maybe the script evolves around the baby. Like yeah, we we do the first day of filming. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'd have to do it like in a week, like just a week stolid, and then just that's all we're doing. Like, because then maybe like the baby went for the iPad. I'm like, okay, that's what we're gonna cut. Yeah, and then we cut to another low shot behind the baby, and then it's on the the TV's going, and there's YouTube stuff going on, like whatever the baby's deciding to do, and then we kind of follow its journey, and then I mean it's a little bit of setup, but it's also very natural. I just think I don't want to like because I was thinking we'd probably and if it's natural lighting, it's just like it's fucking oh the baby's having a tantrum, perfect. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. We just hide. We would have to hide. Yeah. So we'd have to set up like security camps so you make sure your baby's not like turning on the stove and shit. <laughs> for reals. 
but we're gone. Yeah. Yeah, because it would it'd probably try to interact with us too much. Yeah. Emma would try to like, yeah. just like, I don't know, it'd be interesting. Don't tell Katie because she'll get you know, like child abuse. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say that's, that that's a something. Hey, you too. said come and see. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I was saying. It is. It's a. There's probably a fine line there. You're walking between like that and. Well, it, that's why we have the security cameras. We're like, yeah, we know it's real, but when the baby was crying, you know, they came off screen and we, <laughs> we changed them. Yes, <laughs> it wasn't actual shit running down the yeah. leg. It was just peanut butter that we mixed in water. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's the perfect shot, like the runny diaper. Yeah, just so subtle, so subtle. Yeah. And if you're a parent, you know instantly. You, you know what that means. Yeah. And if you're not a parent, you're gonna be like, "What the fuck?" But then at the end, you're gonna know what that means. Yeah. Shit, we're giving away too many. <laughs> Dude, someone's gonna beat us. Look how long it takes us to finish anything. I don't think anyone would beat us. I don't think anyone's jumping to do this movie. <laughs> Dead baby, yes. <laughs> Dude, it's Hollywood. Come on, look at Weinstein and shit. Right. We were talking about that earlier. Yeah, I ain't worried. I, I, like I said, I don't think I'm ever worried about like. T- also, well, we, I mean, we don't have anyone who listens to this, so that's But also, there's uh, if it's like a complete ripoff, we literally have the podcast. We got re- proof. <laughs> we literally have the podcast. Our recording. podcast is timestamped. Yeah, right. That's why I'm like, I'm not really worried about it. Yeah, can it, you afford a lawyer? I don't even need to afford a lawyer. I, I got have proof, Your Honor. I got it was. Recorded on this day. Yeah, but how do you know they listen to it? I got lawyer uh, friends. Well, uh, well, you could just, you know. Yeah, but your lawyer friends are all going to do fentanyl. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> that took a turn. <laughs> Everyone's doing crack. Everyone's dying. Well, speaking of crack, let's get into the main discussion wow, now, that we're, shit. now that we're two hours in. Which is mostly what we've already kind of been talking about, to be honest. Um, but I do have a quote. Which I think is a, a very apt quote from Paul Schrader, who's kind of a controversial figure. I don't know. After you talked about him lately, uh, I think I'm loving him more and more. <laughs> That's true. I mean, well, I don't know. He's he's like a modern Hemingway, right? He looks like he'd fuck you up, right? <laughs> oh, you wanna, yeah. You want to fight in the back alley? He's like a Bukowski, right? He we'll is. Just get a, drunk and he, we're going to fight. He is like a Bukowski, yes. And he also is not afraid to just throw shade. I know. Um, So this is his quote. I could be just a writer very easily. I am not a writer. I am a screenwriter, which is half a filmmaker. But it is not an art form because screenplays are not works of art. They are invitations to others to collaborate on a work of art. Paul Schrader. Perfect. Yeah, because I think this is something that I wanted to talk about. Honestly, that describes so much of what we talk about in the podcast about Filmmaking being collaborations. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah. That's every single aspect. You're not the artist. You're just a part of the art of the ultimate piece. Yeah. And one of the things too is also, um, we like, I think there's almost like a mystification or a, like is a that myth- word? mystification. Maybe. Or like, a, there's like a mythical aspect to like the screenplay mm. where, there's like all these rules and and there's this yeah. and that, but it's really you just need to be able to communicate your story, communicate the the, the ideas, ideas clearly, yeah. right? So like it's like you could write like some very beautiful prose describing your character, but like 
the end of the day, it, it's what the actor portrayed on screen that is going to come through in the film. And then what is edited on screen of that performance. And then on top of that, what we ran into, Mm -hmm. what the actor can say believably. Yes. Yeah. Cause um, this was something I was thinking about. Cause you know, you had talked about uh, using Dominic and like checking out like his thing. And I think there's a very, and it's like in the notes, but I think there's a very real aspect of people that um, are trying to write as screenplay. Yeah. Like it's versus, their bread yeah. and butter. This is how they're making. Versus what you're money. writing as like a film that you're going to make. Yeah. I mean, there's a clear separation between people who are screenplay writers for a living versus someone like Tarantino who's, yeah, I'm writing this screenplay. And guess what? That's what my next film is like. There's yeah. a clear separation from that, a distinct separation. And I, because um, we had talked, like Stephen had brought it up earlier, but we had, uh, he had sent me a link for the Austin Film Festival. They have a submission for feature length screenplays. And uh, I think it even TV, there's even a TV show category. There's even a podcast one. There is a, a serialized, or not serialized, it's serialized or fictionalized podcast series. Really? Yeah, that's what I that's what I think the category is. I did post the link in there so we could maybe add it oh, to I'll the show. I'll have to look at that because there's someone who wanted to do a fictionalized podcast. I'll have to shoot it to them. Yeah, and essentially like right. I but like my thing is I was thinking about this and it's like I don't know if I even I don't I don't really like the idea of like screenplay competitions because it's like it's like what do you well, any art competition is stupid. Well, even but screenplays even doubly so. I think because it's like a blueprint competition. Yeah. It's like the building isn't built yet. We're just like judging the blueprint. Yeah. Right. And it's like, you have like, this is not anywhere near what. And then what wins out the concept or the grammar, like the (laughs) screenplay grammar or the screenplay um, construction language. Yeah. Or just the concept. Yeah. Because it's like, well, you use, because you know, they're always like, oh, try to keep your, action lines down to one line and it's like i try to use different words so it's interesting to read and it's like yeah that's true if you're gonna sell it like to Mm -hmm. a studio but if you're writing it yourself well you don't really have to not even i mean if you're if you're directing it yourself you don't have to worry about that but not even if you're directing it yourself but also it's just like what like you know if you use like a word it's like oh like he uh you know if you use a word that almost is um, is like it's like oh this is like a nice big fancy word like magnanimous or uh or like something like that and it's like you're almost like maybe over conveying the acting action to the actor mm. where i've seen that a lot and also it's like then there's like you can get really vague and stuff with your your descriptions um because like like that's something like when i think in consideration when i'm writing a screenplay it's like i'll write like this is like an SUV. Like, I'm not going to write, it's a Dodge Durango 1994 because I might not be able to find you, that. You know, that's interesting you say that because, uh, God, I, I can't remember his name, but I re- I got it a long, long time ago. It was a book on screenplay writing, mm-hmm. someone by Sid. Yeah, I, I, I think his name is Sid. I forgot the last name. It's famous for like anyone who wants to write screenplays. It's like one of the go-to books because he talks about Chinatown and all that. Mm-hmm. It's a great book. And in um, 
in the in the in the book because it's all just strictly about screenplay writing, right? Mm-hmm. And he's like, you don't go that specific. You don't use words that are telling the actors how to act or the directors how to direct. Maybe once in a blue moon if it's absolutely necessary, but you never do that. Mm-hmm. You don't want to use a word that's going to be like, oh, okay, this is me telling the actor how to act. You can do that if you want to be a bit malicious and like really get your point across. But you never do that mm-hmm. for a professional screenplay. You never want to convey how to interpret it. Yeah. Is how he said, like, like you said, like uh, magnanimous. I, I've only heard of that word in Shawshank Redemption. I've looked it up a couple times. I forget every time. Let's look up the proper definition. Let's see. Mag. Magnanimous. So it's an adjective, of course. Generous or forgiving, especially towards a rival or less powerful person. So there you go. So I mean that already. If you look up that word, it's like, oh, okay, I know my position or their position. Yeah, it's a clear direction. Yeah, but you're not the director, and that's what he said. He's like, you're not the director. You don't get to decide that. And then, like you said, SUV versus Dodge Durango, whatever. <laughs> I don't even know if that's a car. I don't. Like even, well, it's a Durango's a car, but I don't know if that's the SUV. <laughs> yeah. Or but like, yeah, you don't want to convey that because that's not your job. You're just there to right the blueprint. Mm-hmm. Yeah. See, buddy. Damn, dude. <laughs> Next level, huh? But like, if you're gonna write the, if you're going for the competition, like maybe you should try to make it as like nicely prosed as possible, so that. But then you got to be careful of those kind of words. And but see, that's why I'm saying like our competitions are so shit because I've entered a few of photography competitions mm-hmm. in my time, and what I learned, I've never won anything, but what I learned is that. If you're going to enter our our competition, you got to look at who the judges are and you got to research them and you got to see what they like. Yeah. And then once you figure out what they like, then you're going to pick the in my case photos that correlates with their what with with what their preference is. Mm-hmm. Because a judge is going to pick what they are biased to. And that's how you have to do it. That's why our competitions are stupid because you're I mean, they're not stupid. I mean, they're fun, whatever. Let it be because that gives someone an opportunity. Right. But you have to understand that our competitions are based on bias. And it's going to be the bias of the judges because no one's impartial. Yeah, that's why I'm always very wary of evaluations. Because yours are always like mediocre. Well, I've never. I, I have. I did one once. I did. Uh, I actually had someone read my novel. You know what my evaluations are, though? What? Until you get into yours, because yours is going to be a lot. I had to write my own evaluation. Yeah. And I put fair. <laughs> and then the, my boss, my dean was like, yeah, that's a little too good. Uh, I'm going to mark you down on some. I don't know where, but it's like, you're not a five-star kind of worker, Steve. Let's be real. You're probably three and a half at best. Well, All right. I will say, and I kind of had this in the notes, but we're kind of just going on a, a, this own conversation. So the notes aren't really that. There weren't really any questions in the notes anyway, so it's all good. But um, speaking of evaluations, I remember when I had first like finished uh, the novel, I like I had paid like another novelist to like read the book. I and thought they, it, that was an edit. 
right? Wasn't it? No, it was just like, like, hey, this is like, like they should like they were just reading the story. It wasn't like to like. So, so like those, the, what do they call those readers that go over your story? They're like like beta readers. Beta reader. So yeah. it was like a beta reader. Yeah, and except it was like this person like actually had a published novel work. I won't mention her name here because I. But essentially, someone who knew writing and yeah. And I remember she was saying, like, your characters get naked too often. As one of her notes. Okay. And I was like, okay. And she was like, that's, you know, she's like, it really took me out of it when, like, you describe that character being naked. And I was like, but their power ripped their clothes off. Titillation wasn't a thing for her, huh? Yeah, and I was like, that's the only thing I care about. (laughs) But it's like, you know, like, but what I what I want to convey is like, you know, everyone has like their own preferences. Yeah, exactly, their own bias. Yeah, bias. bias. And especially when there's someone like like us, I think when and it's like we have some pretty strong (laughs) situations that like I think would be very off putting for some people. Like, no one listens to us. Not even liquid and, IV. And a big thing that I think a lot of people like that I worry with is like, is you, you just always deal with the fact that you never really feel like you're good enough in a sense. Yeah. So you kind of want to see if you put yourself up there to see if you are like where you are. Um, well, it, you know, you run into this crossroads where like you you don't have any understanding of where you are. Mm-hmm. So you need to go to an outside source. Yeah. But the outside source has a ton of bias. And the outside source might not agree with what you are. Mm-hmm. So you really shouldn't go to an outside source and just trust in what you're doing. And so there's this conflict because, you know, outside sources will obviously make you better. Because yeah. if there's holes in what you're doing, they're going to point it out. But they're also going to have their bias where it's like, well, you don't really fucking know what you're talking about. You watch Marvel. I'm trying to make. Godzilla minus one, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. It's supposed to be powerful, you know, and there's that contention there, that conflict. <sighs> but ultimately, you do have to go out into the public. Because it's, because if not, then it's like you're an audience of one. Or well, you're, yeah. right? And, that, and then that's fine too, because, you know, you can write stories. Hey, man, you got a reader here. Yeah. I'll read it. Your kids will read it. Yeah. Your partner will read it. We'll like it. Even if we don't like it, we'll tell you we like it. <laughs> that, that's, I guess that's well. But then I, you know, I've always told myself it's like it doesn't matter if you're good enough as long as like you are doing what you can. But and also if you're enjoying it. But also think about this: like we will tell you we like it even if we don't. But we will still have dedicated <laughs> hours of our life, yeah, to you and your story. So then that's already. And you know, you might be like, eh, well, Steven liked it. So I'm like, fuck him. Like, yeah, okay, but he's my friend. He's, and it's like, no, motherfucker, I still got a life. I'm still a human being. <laughs> like, I contributed a lot of shit to that. Like, oh, yeah, definitely. give me some value, you know? No, yeah. It's uh, not where it's just more of a, probably just like some deep seated childhood trauma. No, I'm sure. No, I don't think so. I think it's just the aspect of every artist that they run into where, you look for a lot of validation in people you don't know because mm-hmm. people you do know, maybe they're just being nice. And then that's where like some deep-seated issues are because you don't trust the word of someone you do know because they're just being nice to you and they're lying to you. 
they're, yeah. they're deceiving you. But, but it's even not even out of uh, maliciousness, right? It's just like almost like maybe they might be trying to protect you in a sense. And sometimes they are. And that's you know? and, and sometimes that, they are. Yeah, because that cause can cause almost as much harm because yeah. then you become arrogant. Almost yeah. you can become arrogant to that. Yeah. Because well, you're like, then, well, everyone says, you know, my mom says I'm the best yeah. screenwriter ever. <laughs> but but also as a good as a good good critiquer, you know, you wanna you want to push the person to do better, mm-hmm. but you don't want to push them so hard where it's like, yeah, dude, what you did, it's fucking garbage. You need to, you need to go back and rewrite it. Because then you can destroy their confidence completely and they're just like, okay, yeah, no, actually, yeah, I'm, I'm, this isn't for me. As much as I love it, I suck at it. I'm Ed Wood. Let me not make any movies ever again. Yeah. And then you don't get any of Ed Wood's... Uh, films which for better or worse yeah exactly for better like that's what it's a it's a strong it's a hard problem because i think for me what i struggle with is especially when i'm like writing or telling or doing stories is like am i even on the right path like that's what i think even though it's like well that's where the faith in yourself has to come. yeah right it's right. like am i on the right path am i even doing or the arrogance because i see i watch I and this is why I always go back to watching old movies. I really try to watch like those like zero budget, no budget movies. And I'm like, oh yeah. Where did they like what did they not see? Like where is the disconnect here from like it's like did you realize how like bad like I I, I for lack of a better term, like they I could definitely probably break it down further, but it's like your editing is is completely garbage. Like, why are you cutting every five seconds into horrible angles? Like, why do you have like five close-ups in a scene where they're just not even barely? There's no emotion here, but we're staring at a person's face fifty-five feet in the in the air. Why? What are you doing? Like, yeah. where, there's no purpose in your cutting. Like, why are we cutting to an insert of just 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 to like pad the runtime? Yeah, right. Yeah. Like, I'm like tr- I'm thinking about things yeah, like but, this. But see, I think I think. Because I think you're in the same boat as me where that feels a bit unfair in the sense that like, I think you and I see ourselves as no budget filmmakers. We are. But we're not. Because at the end of the day, so far, when we finished principal photography, Dickhead was a $50,000 film. Yeah. But that's like no budget though, compared to... That's no budget. No, there's literally no budget films. True, true. <laughs> and that's who we're comparing ourselves, or, and that's who we identify with. Yeah. And and our, but our film was fifty thousand, mm-hmm. um, because I did my taxes. I know. Ours was a 50, about a fifty thousand dollar film, uh, principal photography wise. Who knows? After that, all those years we were talking about, where we were getting editors and spending money on like, um, uh, software. Uh, uh, computer hardware hard drive space and then look at where we're at now where yeah it's 50,000 from there and then I'm expecting this to be about a $75,000 film like I'm expecting about a 25,000 to be to post that's no that's not no budget that's a huge budget for people who have no money (laughs) yeah 
for us for poor people for poor people that's an enormous fucking budget man mm-hmm. i mean i'm still paying off the debt it's like almost 10 years later yeah I'm still paying that off so we're not no budget we had a budget yeah we had an enormous budget so i think it's a bit disingenuous on us because yes we are poor and it's like how do we come up with this money well credit cards exist that's how we came up with it yeah yeah <laughs> yeah so so it's a bit uh, it's a bit in de- disingenuous on our part to say we're no budget because we actually had a budget and like to compare ourselves to films where you can tell like yeah yeah you guys really had no budget huh like we're not that we are not that we're in this weird middle ground of no budget and then someone who had an actual budget we're in just this weird middle ground so yeah. I, i'll say that i think that's a, that that's well i will that's where well, we are by like so it, but but it's also hard for us to 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 know where we are to figure out our parameters mm-hmm. you know because it's like well we don't have money which is true yeah but we also had money and we made this thing which is true and we're just in this weird this weird gray yeah. zone of I don't know I don't know where we are both well I mean because like there's technical uh, definitions right yeah For, technically we're a shoestring yeah shoestring yeah because we're under a uh, hundred thousand yeah we're technically like a shoestring but we're technically I don't think no budget because I think technically no budget is I think no budget less than ten thousand there we go and we're not that yeah we're not that. Tangerine, I think, was no budget. No. No? No. Tangerine was $100,000. I thought that motherfucker shot that on iPhones. Post-production? He shot it, yeah. But also, but he also, like, you know, paid people and... Oh, that's where he fucked up. You don't pay those hoes. <laughs> well, I don't know if the hoes got paid, but people got... They better have gotten paid. People got paid, but also they, they bought, like, lens attachments to the cameras and things like that. For a cell phone, that's, like, what, 100 bucks. No. It must have been all in thousands of dollars for a can for a phone. Yeah, no shit. Yes, that's how like sophisticated it is. Let's see, tangerine budget. I got a hundred thousand dollars. Tangerine budget. Oh shit, that's wow. I I would have imagined that was all. In, I've never seen tangerine. <laughs> yeah, but I figured I would have imagined that was all. In yeah, I remember. I remember reading that 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 was the budget. Oh, fuck him. I thought it was like he just got his Apple iPhone and... No. Uh, <laughs> fucking hack. No wonder ha- Florida Project kind of sucked. Because Florida Project was $2 million. Yeah, that fucking movie sucked. <laughs> no, that movie's good. That's <laughs> all right. Uh, but that's what I'm saying is like... Um, Red Rockets But also we bought like the camera and the lens and stuff. And that, No, but that's my point. Yeah. Like... Right, like that didn't go into like, like like when we watch Who Done Done It, right? We mentioned Thomas Tulak. We spent a lot more money on our film than he did, just hands down. And uh, it's unfair of us to compare the two, you know. And he has a film out, and we don't. Yeah, and but I th- I think more of our middle ground is um, the dark. And terrible day. What is that? The uh, terrible day of the Lord. Yeah. No, but isn't there something else? The dark and terrible day of the Lord, or something. Um, Jesus, why can't I think of it now? Well, we'll guess. Anyways, Jared and Clark's film. Yeah, that's probably more. Well, um, they they had a, like an estimated 
$500,000 budget. Well, our estimated budget would be a million. You think so? Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Because we're just that good. That's what they were saying is like, but if what, they had paid, that was their estimation. If they had like paid everybody yeah, ours union would, rates. I think ours would be around a million. But how much, do you know how much they actually spent on their film? Um, I don't know exactly, but I want to say it was probably like $20,000. Oh, fuck, because their film looks good. I mean, for twenty thousand. Well, they didn't buy the camera. I know their they, their DP came with it. Yeah, I know. We didn't know that could fucking happen. Yeah, their film looks pretty fucking good for twenty thousand. Wow. Okay. Well. Okay. They got one on us. All right. Jeremy and Clark in the in the lead in round three. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like that's right. Like, because I mean, it's the great and terrible day of the, the Lord. great and terrible there day. There you Lord. go. Not yes. the dark. The dark and the wicked. <laughs> That's probably <laughs> which no, that was that budget. That was probably That's a, a million. That, those are millions you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Cause when I say no budget, what I mean is like we didn't buy a set. We didn't pay people. We didn't pay anyone. All of our budget went into the making of like yeah. uh props, food, equipment. It pretty much just went into like food. No one got paid. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so so that's what I'm saying. Like, we, we I do think we misidentify ourselves a little bit because we're not exactly no budget. I mean, I'm trust me, we ain't no budget, man. Yeah. I'm paying that shit off now. Shoe, shoestring is probably more accurate. Yeah. It, well, it's accurate. Well, we're even in that middle ground of shoestring and no budget. Yeah. Because it's like 10,000 and the shoestring is like quite a bit of money. Shoestring, I think, goes up to 250. Yeah, yeah, we, we <laughs> no, we're have that nowhere near micro budget, maybe is what you could call us a micro budget film. We're the Kevin Smith film, we're the Kevin Smith level of that, right? We're like the clerks level because yeah. clerks was 40,000 in the 90s, yeah. which is probably like a hundred and something thousand nowadays. Yeah, so we're like the Kevin Smith area of the filmmaking there. Budget? Where is it? There's got to be. Well, I don't even think we qualify as low budget, right? Like we're not indie. We're not. We're not low. No, low. We're not low, low budget. It's a million dollars. Yeah, we're not low budget. Uh, we are literally a shoestring budget film, and then I think it's it's in a gray area because I I think we barely meet shoestring. Yeah. If I remember back when when I looked it up. I think we might be a micro budget. Let's see. Dude, there's so many of these. I know. It gets way more complicated. I thought it was just all low budget. Yeah, because I mean, well, it doesn't really matter, right? Like we spend very little for what we for our film. Because it really is like in the grand scheme of filmmaking. Let's put it this way. We spent money, but we identify with no budget. <laughs> so that says something. I say we identify with no budget because no one got paid. Exactly. So we're identifying with this category, even if we don't technically qualify in that category, but yeah. we identify with it. So that says something like this yeah. film, it's about as cheap as it can get to make something amazing. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, 
Because it's like when you really think about it, it's like. I mean, like really, like we didn't pay for any locations. We didn't pay anyone. Yeah, we didn't pay any like very well. We did technically. We paid a few people things. We paid gas, gas and food, but only a few times. We didn't pay a majority of the people any gas. Yeah, that's true. We didn't pay any gas. We didn't pay anything. The only thing we paid for for them was food, mm-hmm. and then gas a couple times when we had to go out of state. Yep. And then it really was literally just the gas money. It wasn't even like, hey, here's $200 if you have a couple extra yeah. good on you. It was like, no, we kind of calculated it. We've been up to Vegas <laughs> a few times. Yeah. It's like $60, $80. And then they were carpooling too. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. I mean, it, I mean, it's, 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 I mean, the thing too is it's coming out of our pockets, right? So it's like, I think a lot of filmmakers, that's like the big hesitation is like they don't want to spend their own money. Yeah. Or they don't want to take that leap into the debt. Well, of course. I mean, I don't blame them. I like you know, I mean I mean the, it's been eight years and uh I'm still paying off the debt now. Granted that debt has accumulated and you know, it just kinda snowball effects itself, like a jog at night in there definitely and just living. Yeah. But that's how debt works. You yeah. know, you're you're paying off debt and then you're trying to like get food, but you can't afford it. So you put it more on debt and yeah. But you know, I mean you got to, right? You 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 gotta you like can't wait a ar- sacrifice. You gotta make that sacrifice. You can't well the thing is is you can't wait around for someone to like give you permission. The angel investor. Yeah. That doesn't like that doesn't exist for ninety nine percent of us, would be my guess. Because the second you you are waiting around for that, you're just waiting forever. Yeah. And if you aren't careful, you just fall into like this thing where, and then you almost feel like you you like victimized yourself in a sense where you're like, well, no one's giving me money to make my movie. And it's like, no one fucking cares. <laughs> no one cares about your movie more than you do. So if you're not willing to like give it all, like that's the thing. Like, but the thing is like, more often than not, you're going to fail when you do that. And when you do, like, you're just saddled with, like, this crushing debt and the fact, and your dream being crushed. I, I, uh, Steven just walked out to the bathroom or I don't know if he's getting more ice or something, but um, I'll save this, uh, this little comment for when he gets back regarding uh, James Rolfe and Cinema Massacre. But there's this fear that no matter how hard you work, no matter how much money you sink into your project, no matter what you do, uh, you're still a failure and you just don't have what it takes in a sense. Or your project doesn't have what it takes. Or like, I don't it's hard to quantify um, because it's like, how do you really quantify like, well, if I had X, Y, or Z, it things would be so much better, but you don't have, you never had X, Y, or Z. And, uh, yeah, I'll do one more since I'm going to try to, I just need to 
to get home. It's like almost two in the morning. Oh, it's past two in the morning. No, I just keep going. So, buddy, I want, that this is the, the, it's something I want to talk about while I was waiting here. Um, so I don't know if you've ever seen it, but uh, James Rolfe at Cinemassacre, angry video game nerd, he made that movie. Oh no, you seen it? Yeah, I've seen it. Yes. What? No invite. This was I saw it when it came out. When did it come out? Like in like 2015. And no invite. <laughs> You don't even think you even watched it back then. Let me yeah, see. Yeah, I didn't know who that was back then. I We made Dickhead in 2016, right? Or was that a Jog and Night? It was in 2014. When did we make jo- uh, Dickhead? 2016. Yeah, so I didn't watch any of that shit until after. Yeah, so I, well, one, the one Wait, thing. Wait, was it good? Hold on. Let me, let me talk about it. I'm going to bring. you know, I tried to get him on the podcast. Yeah, I've tried to get him on the show too. And guess what? He said he, he didn't even respond. But you actually knew him before. I, I well, I've had correspondence with with him, like because when back when he had, would, I've been watching since like not the very very beginning, but pretty close to the beginning. Not to be like a hipster about James Rolfe or whatever. No, but, he's great, dude. I uh, love that show. I remember people, uh, people were talking about the movie uh, because he like he like got like a. Like a two million dollars, I think, from Ooh. fans to make the movie. Yeah, and I remember there's a comment that uh, I recently read that really like kind of resonated with me and kind of like made me really fearful. When they were like, when I watched the movie, I watched someone that worked so hard for a dream that completely failed, and it's like wow. <laughs> and I remember thinking, oh yeah, because I watched the movie, and it's like. Wow. And it's just like, yeah, he just, I don't know what it was. It's just like he, the movie just, like, it doesn't work on any aspect, really. But you can feel he put himself into it. Yeah. And you need to send that to me because that might make me quit. <laughs> <laughs> His movie? It's, yeah. it's almost like a space cop type of thing. Like, have you ever seen Space Cop? Of course I have. But the thing with Red Letter Media is they're like trying to be like, uh-huh, we know what we're doing. But still, that's them trying their best. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. It's like, hey, we know what you're doing, but we're trying our best. But hey, the joke's on you, but eh, we're trying our best. And it's like, eh, fuck off. Like, right. That's but it's like, exactly. The, they're cynical versus sincere. And it's like you watch someone try their absolute best, but no, even though they put everything into it, they still completely failed. And that's like a terrifying thing to well, me. Well, is it? Because look at Nolan. But the, well, no one. Well, no one's. I think is a different case to a degree, because have you? But pre- you know what I mean, right? Have you ever seen Following, his first movie? No, I saw Memento. Yeah, but if you watch the Following, you'll watch it and you'll be like, okay, this guy. Well, like Insomnia, even like his like kind of like first big movie, where that, I I've think, seen it twice. It's pretty good. Yeah, and it's like you know, it's not. But you got Al Pacino and a. Uh, Robin Williams and then the original Skarsgård so yeah but I mean that doesn't necessarily what right it's like he still got that all together he's still Guy Pierce. yeah but he still got all that together to make that like right he still was able to work his way into making that happen no I I, I really appreciate Nolan <laughs> <laughs> I right? shit on him a lot but I, I really appreciate yeah him. but like you know like he's a guy that like he fit- wow I need to watch that James Rolfe Roll film because um 
that would be the most devastating comment I could ever see. Something that's truthful and hurtful. Yeah. Because, you know... Damn, what was it? You... What, what, what oh, even uh, it's like watching someone like try so hard to to make their dreams happen but fail. Because it's like, like that. Fuck you, dude. Keep that to yourself. Yes, yeah, true. But it's also like that was like his big swing, right? Because like this was supposed to be like what opened the doors to Hollywood for him. Because he that was his dream, right? It's just to make movies. What a thing to say to someone. <laughs> fuck off, man. That's fuck. Fuck the public. <laughs> I agree, but at the same time, it's like, I mean, there there's truth in it. Th- that's the scary but that's thing. That's what's so hurtful. That is what's so hurtful is because it is a failure, right? He just went back to making AVGN because that's what was successful. He does his dream was to make feature films, and yeah. he doesn't do that, and that's not what he's ever going to do because you know you got to send that to me, please do, please, please. Yeah, I'll I'll, I'll get that. I'll, Damn. And I just remember, wow. re- I just remember reading that, and it was like kind of like this sobering thing where I was like, because I see it, I've seen that so many times. I don't want to bring up names, but there are people that we know that like, well, I don't really, I don't know them personally, but like, I, there are people that like in our sphere of filmmakers that we know. It's just like, it doesn't seem like it matters how hard they try; they'll never really. They just like, something doesn't click or. It's like their grasp or their effort. I don't know what it is. Like, I don't know what there's like. That's one of the biggest fears, man. And it's like you, it's like, it's like I said, it's hard to quantify. How do you know? How do you know? You don't know. I mean, I don't think that's us. I hope it's not us. Exactly. But you don't. I I mean, we're literally making a film called Dickhead. But I don't think that's an issue. I don't think it's. No, what I'm saying is like. That's only the uh, progenitor of what (laughs) the film is. And it's scary because you don't know. Because as an artist, you're going to give it. That's why, you know, people get pissed off when they hear actors say like, oh, you're so brave. But it's true. You are brave because you're making yourself completely vulnerable Mm -hmm. up to any ridicule. And if you're a motherfucker on the street, you're not fucking vulnerable. You got those walls so high up. You're the toughest motherfucker. Ain't nothing going to hurt you. But when you're doing your artwork, yeah, you got to lower those those walls and just be open to the attack. And if someone says the right words that hit the right mark, it might fucking end you. Yeah. I just, the thing is too, is like, especially with, with filmmaking, there is, there's so many levels. Of course. Cause we can appreciate it. Yeah. Like if, if I watch his film and I'll be like, yeah, I get what they're saying, but I also understand what you went through. So there's an appreciation. There's, there's a, a sympathy there, but at the end of the day, it's all about execution. And if you ain't got it, you ain't got it. But I'll, even though like it's like but even if you don't have it like there's still some people that like make their way like and, and this well, is yeah, someone look that at marvel this is someone that there's someone uh like I, i'm looking i'm thinking of like a cargill in a sense where it's like you know he was like uh didn't uh, he go to europe to make a film with emma stone yeah but no with uh anna taylor joy 
But what I'm thinking, what film is that? I don't. It still hasn't been released. It hasn't yet. been released yet. Oh. But but what I mean is like you know he's he came from like a guy that was just like a movie critic living in Texas, barely making it by. To you know, like he's making one of the movie. hottest motherfuckers there is. He's making a movie with Anna Taylor Joy, right? Like yeah. he's or he's producing it. And I'm just, and I just think like, you know, he didn't just jump there. No. Right. Like they made a, he, you know, he wrote a bunch and like he worked his ass off. There was a struggle. Yeah. And, you know, and there's like Lucky McKee who like Lucky is not, he's not a millionaire. Oh, well, I don't think. <laughs> but, no, I, I didn't come across that. But, but it's enough to support his, you know, him he, and his, his family. family. Yeah. And uh, and you know when I and like when I talk to him, it's like he's making like a modest living as a filmmaker. But you know he's never gonna, he's not going to make Citizen Kane. And I don't think he necessarily wants to make Citizen Kane. He just well, what was his last movie? It was with that old, one guy from old, Avatar, Old Man. Was old that? Man? And it's like, dude, you got to work with that dude. You I, know, it's like shit, man. Like that's fucking awesome. Yeah. That, like you're getting to make these movies that are like. Yeah, with Stephen Lang. Stephen Lang, yeah. You're getting to make these movies that are seen like, uh, I don't know. That, that, that's a dream. Yeah, like, to you, me, you don't got to make millions. Just fucking make the movie. Yeah, they're not waking up at 4.30 to drive into the office and do a job that they're doing just to support the just family. Just to keep the family fed. They're living their passion. That does keep the family fed. Like, God, man. And that's like, to me, like, that's just mad respect. I'm like, that's how I, that's like where I want to figure out how to be. Well, you know how you get there. Dead babies. <laughs> Dead babies. I'm serious, Tom, man. I'm serious, man. Like, if you figure out how to do that right, it's all about execution. Like, oh, you, have, yes. you have a great concept, but still, it's all about execution. There's so <laughs> many great concepts. I mean, look at cat people. Stupidest concept ever, but look at the execution, right? Yeah. If you can figure out the execution, man, oh, dude, you got something, buddy. <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm seriously telling you, man. I I think you got something there. It's just, man. I I mean, I feel you got to figure out that execution. You got to make it work because you're. Mm -hmm. It's such a difficult thing, but it, like, come and see. <laughs> Fucking Nazis Honestly, burning people I think, alive. I think it's easier like, to make come and see than dead baby. <laughs> but come and see had dead babies. So like it it's like Yeah, but if you can if you figure that formula out, if you figure out that angle, oh man, I I, I think dude, that that's something special, man. For you. I, I think that's something special for you. You gotta fucking work on that shit. Yeah. Like even that five thousand dollar script competition. Fuck that, dude. That that short film. Yeah. I mean, if you win that five thousand dollar script competition, which is possible, you know, if we work on it, okay, you're a screenplay writer. That's not <laughs> who you are. Yeah, exactly. You're a filmmaker. That's where I that's like, in the notes too, where it's like, I don't want to be. I don't yeah, want you don't want to write scripts like you yeah. have scripts you have stories to tell yes I get that yeah but you that's not who you you are yeah. a filmmaker you if that if that that is your goal it's not an if that is your goal and that short film if you execute it right man 
you did it, man. Like seriously, like who cares the reception? Like who cares the competition? Or it's not that's not art. Art's yeah. not a competition. Oh, definitely. If you succeed on that shit, oh man, you fucking did it. You will have fucking did it. That's where you got it. I mean, I know I'm drunk and shit, but <laughs> yeah, man. Without a doubt, I've never felt more positive about someone going in a direction than that. Yeah, and I I've mean, been don't think- let me tell you what to do, but no, no, I've been thinking about it because I was like, damn, do I even bring this up? Because I was like, yes, absolutely. No, you don't bring it up on the podcast. We probably talk about it too much because there's going to be hack frauds who copy you. No, 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 no. I don't. I'm not worried. Like I said, I'm not worried about that. I'm not because. Then, like then you said, the, that's the fuck. The difference, the difference is gonna have to be. It's like anyone can take that story, right? That story is not. It's a real life thing that happened. Everyone, like yeah. a lot of people, probably saw that. Babies get eaten. You just watch National Geographic. Yeah. you watch. You right? see it all the time. It should happen on in fucking Disneyland, right? Crocodile yeah. ate a fucking baby in Disneyland. Komodo dragons. Just go to the Komodo dragon yeah. pen. Yeah. Don't yeah. watch when Bambi shows up. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. When Bambi gets ripped out of its mommy's womb. Like, don't watch that movie. But like, if you, but the thing is like, people aren't going to, it's like, what's going to distinguish us? With yeah, this? but we kind of gave the secret sauce away. <laughs> like, just put the camera on the floor. <laughs> but no, no, but man, like, I fucking believe in that. I haven't I, believed in a lot of projects in a long time like that. Honestly. Yeah. No, I, I've been really like, it's been something that's been stuck in my head. Like, and I'm like, wow, the fuck? And I just kept thinking, how do I do this? And I was like, no. That, that's like a project in my head, like for my own personal mm-hmm. projects. Like, it's like, no, dude. I just kept thinking, go back to like. You got to fucking do I was like, just go back to the classics. Like what? Oh, it, yeah. Like, what is it about like Ozu, like as a filmmaker that makes Tokyo Story work so well? And I always thought, I just kept thinking about it like, because for some reason I'm like, there's no dead babies in Tokyo Story. Oh, shit. You're going to fucking uh, go with Tokyo Story perspective. Oh, my God. You're just going to make me kill myself after <laughs> that fucking film. Because I'm just thinking like, you know how he's always shooting down and up? Well, but that captures like the perfect Japanese um, architecture. Yeah. And I'm and, just, But you're going to capture the perfect baby Perspective. perspective. Tom, <laughs> you please, man. I've I've never asked you to do anything. No, I'm but gonna like, try, man. I'm you, gonna try. You know, like I'm gonna put. It, but it has to be something you do alone. This has to be something you figure it out. Yeah, I will help you out as much as I can. Technically, I'll do DP. I'll do. I'll help you with audio. We'll figure that shit out. But this has to be something you figure out on your own, artistically, and I. You know, I know you're not religious, but man, I fucking pray you do, man. Because that, if you if you figure out how to execute that properly, like f- fuck a claim or anything, like I will know. For me personally, I will know. I I was a part of something special, like powerful. I I hope you. I hope you. Damn, dude. I I hope. All right, coming this summer, dead baby. <laughs> Because it's like, damn, dude, like, I feel like I almost have to get, like, dark and cynical about it. Because, well, of like, of course, that's why we are the way we are. Yeah. When that's I, why we joke about yeah. shit that's yeah. depressing because it's, it's fucking depressing, man. It's fucking, there's so much fucking depressing shit out there. And the only way to, 
process all of it if you pay attention is just to fucking joke about it because you have to have gallows humor like Mm -hmm. fucking israel got a one of the biggest attacks ever by palestine you know they're 9-11 and then they're fucking eradicating all the palestinians as a result yeah and using as that that as an excuse to just conquer gaza and like you know, you see all this shit, and then if you question it, you're just a fucking anti-Semite. Just like in 9-11, when if you fuck, fucking question us going to fucking Iraq and all that shit. Oh, well, you're with the terrorists? Yeah, you hate America? What's wrong you with you? You hate America? You know, it's just that fucking yeah. same shit again. And it's just yeah. and then we, just this you know, brutality. And then, a million dead in like a year. Why are we talking about that? You brought it up. Yeah, I brought it up. But, <laughs> you know, dead babies, man. You That's... That's your story because you're also a father of two. Yeah. You know? Like, well, the, I like think it, it has to come from a parent. I think what, what, but why it stuck with me is like as soon as I read that, that article about that story, is I already saw the film in my head. And I it, already immediately it, saw it. And maybe that's a little gross, which in due respect, perhaps that is. But that's why you have to execute it properly so that you can give voice that's to how, this yeah. this thing to existence that is just so indifferent. You know, nature doesn't care about the bone in the monkey's hand or the nuke in space. It doesn't care about the dinosaurs getting wiped out. It doesn't care about dead babies. Yeah, like you said, and, we, we anthropomorphize, right? Mother nature. There is yeah. no mother nature. I mean, it's nice to believe in God because God has a purpose, <laughs> but it it's hard to believe in it is what it is. <laughs> and, yeah, it's and, but, but there's also goodness in believing that because, you know, why be mad? Yeah. Like, why hate? Why point that anger anywhere? Because... There's nowhere to point it, so you got to let it go. So there's a there's a positive spin on that, and I think that's a good message because, you know, I believe, but if you don't believe, well, shit, how are you getting through the day? You well, know, because because then you're just believing like all, like nothing is. Like, he uh, there. I don't know who said this, but someone said one of the worst things you can do to someone is be indifferent. Yeah, absolutely. And and that is one of the worst things. Like if they're happy, indifferent, you don't care. If they're suffering, the worst thing ever, you don't care. Like mm-hmm. that is the worst thing. And and maybe that is existence. And there's a good argument that that is existence. There's a perfectly good argument that that is. Uh, but that argument doesn't exist in art. Yeah. You know, so much of art is like Catholic-based Abrahamic religions. Yeah. You know, there's always that purpose that we like to believe in. But, but maybe maybe that maybe that's not the case. And but there's also something so powerful about capturing the nature of reality. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Like yeah. reality is reality. You can't Yes, I'm upset with Gaza and and Israel, mm-hmm. but I don't know enough about that. All I know is that that's happening, and and I want to rage, but who do I rage against? There's so many sides who have good 
examples, even uh, Ukraine and Russia, right? Like, yeah, Ukraine wants their sovereignty, but Russia wants their protection from NATO. And I don't know who to fucking say yeah. who's the bad one and the good one. All That's- I know is that that shit's happening away from me. So I feel safe. But but there's real people dying. But you make a good point where it's also like it's good to be it's good to struggle with uh the conflict of it. Because if you fall too easily on one side, you're blinding yourself to every aspect. It's like when people overly overgeneralize. Yeah. Where it's like, you know, um, you know, all men like blue, or like, you know, women are pink and men are blue, and it's like you're like you're painting with such a broad I gotta admit my skin looks good on pink. <laughs> you're painting with such a broad brush that like there's you're just missing there's no room for nuance. Exactly. And that's just not the nature of reality. Like th- there is very few uh black and white. All I'll say is we live in gray. Everything is gray. Yeah. That's the nihilism of it. It's all fucking gray. Yeah, and that is it is very nihilistic because it it means that uh, even the white's gray, even yeah. the black is gray. That means that like even your the surest morality you can have can be twisted in a sense because uh, it's just a matter of your perspective to some degree. Like you, we can be for we can be as certain as we can that female. Genital mutilation is bad. But that could be, that is not our, but someone could believe that, you know, a whole culture of people can believe that's okay. Which they do. Even with male genital General mutilation. mutilation. Yeah. You know what? And I'll admit, my shit's trimmed and I like it. <laughs> I don't want to look like an elephant trunk. This but is what you know, I would say is one thing. Well, for me, like the reason why I didn't get Luke circumcised is because I felt like, it's something that you could, it's something you can do later in life. And I, it's something I feel like you can no, give no, them no, the no, choice. No. Let's be real. You can't do it later in life. Because when you realize what's going on down there and what they're going to do to it, <laughs> no, 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 no. you ain't getting anything near that. All I'm saying but, is I, I would have liked to have the choice. Not me. I, if I had the choice, I'd be like, no, don't touch it. But. Having it touch is like it's a lot prettier. <laughs> it is prettier. Anyways, that's that's a separate subject. I hope Sophia never hears this. <laughs> but um well, luckily you didn't have to worry about the circumcision question because for me it was something I really well, struggled there's female with. Circumcision. Yeah, where you can yeah, no. You know, and that's a real thing because like we just lose some skin, they lose like sensation sensation and shit. But um, with your project, man, if, if you can execute that, man, I fuck, I'll fund it. Well, that that's the best part. But of it. you gotta come up with a good script because I ain't fucking. Well, it would be completely free. No, no, no. But I'm saying, like, dude, I will fucking be your shield, man. Cause, cause that's something to 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 put yourself into. If you're gonna be a part of it, that's something to but you you gotta do it in the right way and, and that execution that has to be yeah, yeah. That's so hard. I don't I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. It's not my story. That's my, my it's, it's your story. It, it, I never came up with it, so I don't know. 
I didn't come up with it either. That's the thing. No, it's, you did. You read it and you you developed the story. So it's it's your story. Like, like I I don't. It's it's not in me, and I'm not going to go there. It it's your story to tell, and if you figure out how to do it, man, I. Well, even if you don't know how to do it, I'll still back you. But you well, know, if you really figure it out, like, oh man, I will fucking die on that sword for you, man. Because my thinking is the script would be no dialogue. No, and no, no. if there is dialogue, it would be yeah you, coincidental. No, you you have to have a clear vision of that. Yeah, and that that's that's on you. And so, that's how I would write it. I would I'm not, write. I'm not even gonna uh, speculate. I already have it in my head. It's already it's already there. Like I said, the hardest thing is just is it. It essentially revolves around the performance of a two year old. Yeah, and that's not hard to do. It is. No, I think it, it is. No, it's not because a two year old doesn't know how to do anything but be themselves. That is accurate, but also you have to figure out a way to at least nudge them in a direction. No, listen, we're going to leave her locked up (laughs) (laughs) for a couple days. That ain't going to happen. I'm going to give Kate, I'm going to drug her up (laughs) and then we're going to put security cameras so, you know, the kid's safe and we're going to place that camera. No, but I mean, if if you figure that out, figure out that angle, like how to approach it, how to orchestrated the logistics like you got it man like beyond dickhead i think that's that's a better project beyond dickhead like well, seriously like that like dickhead's a freshman like you're that little angsty teenager like hey, look what i did <laughs> i drew yeah. boobs yeah uh but then that one's gonna be your sophomore project to be like yeah i'm actually an adult and then after that, you're going to set that bar super high up and then, you know, figure out what you're going to do from there. But I mean, it's pretty hard to top dead babies. Yeah, it, it really <laughs> will be. But, you yeah. know, I'll let you cross that barrier. <laughs> oh, thanks, buddy. <laughs> well, yeah, man. I mean, you're going to fucking set that bar that high. Like, good on you. Good on you. Like, how many few people get to set the bar for themselves to cross of their own selves? You know, yeah. most filmmakers never get a bar to set. They're just trying to cross over others. Like J.J. Abrams, he's trying to cross that Spielberg bar. Yeah. Exactly, you know, yeah. Uh, Bullet Train, he's trying to cross that Tarantino bar. Yeah. But anyways, uh, what were we talking about? Like, get, let's get away from that baby because we keep going back to it. It's It's just like, damn, dude, like. I mean, it's like just, I said, it's like, just like damn. Buddy, I don't know why that, that that's that's where it's at. That's where it's at. That's where it's at for you, especially for you because you're a dad. Especially for you, you can't have anyone who doesn't have a kid tell that story. It's like fuck off. You don't have a kid. You don't know what you're fucking. Because my thing is going through. It's like it's discrimination, man. You you don't have a kid. You don't tell this story. You're not white. You don't tell the black story. Okay, <laughs> fuck you. You know you can't. I'm Fine. just if we're gonna if we're gonna be racist and prejudiced because that's <laughs> where Hollywood is now, right? You can't have a movie with white people anymore. Only white people. 
only white people. Like white men in a boat. You can't have white man can't jump no more. So it's like, yeah, yeah, it has to come from from your perspective. Um, and that's all I'll say on that. Like it has to come from you 100%. You know where the, you know what the angle is? It's the story is is based in like the nihilistic aspect of nature and reality, but it's told from a position of complete empathy. Like I said, if I can, if it just gets the the few things I have in my head, I will fund it, man. I'll get another credit card, and then you'll <laughs> see me vanish into Mexico. <laughs> if, if, <laughs> you'll see me disappear. The best, like I said, it's free. It would not cost a single dime to shoot this movie. Well, dude, I fucking... We have everything already. I'll just say I haven't felt like... I haven't believed in a project this strong um, outside of myself, of course. Because, you know, you want to believe yourself. You got good stuff. But I haven't believed in a project this strong ever. So, you know, if that's what you want to pursue... I 100% support it. And if you won't let it die and it's just all talk, like, don't mention it again. <laughs> no, dude. You got something special, man. I mean, you got something special, man. But you also got to pay tribute to what happened. Yeah. You know? And that's why I think you, you keep you, it as close to the story as possible. You, you don't, you don't, you can't profit off of it. So you got to figure out a way to not make that the thing. It can't be a profit. Even oh. if you can't make it like, oh, this is my chance to get noticed. Like, no, 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 no. Like, sure, you can get profit. You can profit off of it like secondhand because someone made it. You're the one who made it. Like, I get it. But it can't be a, it's, if you do it for a cash grab, like fuck you, man. There's no like, cash grab here. No, but you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, like if that's the end goal, like if it's Yeah. Like, oh, this will elevate me as like a, a deep director. Like, oh fuck off, man. Mm-hmm. You disgusting piece of shit. No, 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 no. I wouldn't you can't make it. It wouldn't it, you wouldn't build it. It would just Well, yeah, that's why I make a podcast with you, because I know you're not that person. <laughs> but I'm just that. saying, like it, like, well, you're a dad. That's what I'm saying. You're you're a dad. That's why you're the perfect person. Because you know, like that's you don't you don't fuck around with that shit. No. That's why you have to approach it so delicately. Because and accurately. Because the the whole point is this, and that's like the hard, the scary. You got to hit the bullseye, man. The hard thing is, and this, like I said, and this is what I'm always going to go back to. If ever we shoot this, it's like. You have to put a two-year-old or a child in this position. And you have to capture that. And the thing is, it's like the fucked up thing is, is I don't think you're gonna get like a performance of despair because I don't think that's what happened. It's just and then, confusion. And you know what? As a parent, I know that's what's not happened. It wasn't the kid like my dad's dead. Yeah. That was not they had no they had no grasp of what had happened, right? There's just no understanding. Like oh. Ugh. 
<laughs> Can we talk about something else? Jesus Christ, you know what you need to do. You know what I ask of you for that. Yes. There will be a script very soon. But because uh, I don't see, I, I would want I, the, the child, t- I, 10 minutes. I don't think it'd be more than 10 minutes. You know the perfect length, man. All I gotta know, I, all I gotta say is I support you. One hundred thousand percent. You don't play. There's no music. Honestly, there's no music. I got a big project coming up. If your project coincided and conflicted <laughs> with that, I would choose your project. Well, the way I'm seeing it now is it would be done in a weekend. It's a heart wrencher. That's all it is. But honestly, it also comes from a place of like the deepest fear exactly. as a parent. Exactly. That's why I'm saying you you can't dick around on that cuz yeah. It's real it happens. It's happened. Yeah. There there can't be a joke in there, right? It's it not dickhead. Yeah. There's no there's no levity. There's no levity. It's just like and that's why there and that's why there can't be music. Perfect. Because you can't direct. No. You know what? I'll say I didn't picture music. I pictured just a screen. Hearing the audio from the screen and the video they're watching. And that's it. Yeah. Maybe you hear a clock if you want like some sort of noise. But not even that. There's nothing. Yeah. There's nothing. And that's there's why no, you- There's no ambience of the... Uh, there's no crickets outside. No. There's nothing. no sprinklers going off. No. There's no cars roaring by. There's no honking. There's no. There's just police sirens or that's helicopters. That's why I liked what you said about just maybe just even getting like just a little mic, just capturing what the. Mo- it's literally the scratch audio. Yeah, it is the scratch audio, and and then maybe you amplify it just for convenience sake, but yeah, it is the most flat shit. It is flat. It's flat. Mm-hmm. It plays monotone. High contrast, black and white. Just this monotone thing because it's monotone's indifferent. You don't put the end on the screen. You don't do that. You just fade to black. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> yep. All right, let's do some horror trivia. <laughs> you want? Uh, what was the main topic about? We did it. What was it about? Though? The competition, screenplay writing versus okay. Filmmaking. Well, we didn't get into the screenplay writing, so let me just ask you. So we want to do a well. I told you to do the five thousand dollars screenplay writing for your script, which is we are no one. And he wrote it. What do you mean, like when? Yeah. Uh, the first draft was written in twenty twenty. Really? Yep. It's only four years old? Mm-hmm. Well, shit. Well, I helped you edit it. And it's a solid script, and the AI told you it was really good. Yes, I, uh, there is like a free, there was like a free trial of this like AI that has just been trained to evaluate scripts. And it yeah. was like, hey, you did, this is, it does. And it, the thing was that the feedback was exactly what I wanted to hear, which was very validating in a sense, because I was like, I don't know, like maybe it's like it just told me like, oh, I am like, I just needed some like you're on the right track, tra- right track, yeah. Because I because I'm doing like essentially a page one rewrite right now, yeah. Where I'm just rewriting it and just like just 
like just tightening it up, making it like just that much better. Like also, and also, also just correcting because yeah, I, I did a lot of micro dosing. Did you ever get the notes I sent for the edit? I don't think so. Are you fucking serious, dude? Yeah, I don't. I know. read that whole script and I edited it. Did you? Because I know I printed it for you. Yeah, I know, and I edited it. I don't think you ever gave it to me. Are you sure? A hundred percent. I would remember. Yeah, that's probably right. No, I edited the uh, Doc Raimi, the chicks that got naked. Your novel. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What are their names? Doc Raimi or something like that? Alex? Yeah, what is, what is she? Like, the people. Oh, the Duke. She's a per just... No, you were going to say the Duke. What? The Ducar? That's the Ducar, bad Ducar, there you go. The Ducar are the bad guys. That one I edited. Yes. No, no one. Uh, I didn't. No, I don't think I edited it. No. I just read it. Yeah, I just read it. That's the one with. Uh, Did I ever edit it? No. Well, I'm not saying I gave it to you. <laughs> no, I think I just read it. Yeah, I just read it. Yeah. Because it was a. Uh, I read like. The intro to where the accident happens. And then I stopped and then I eventually just read it all from there. Because, you know, you can read a script in a day. Yeah. What is the name of the title? We Are No One. We Are No One. Okay. Uh, but the AI told you how much for the negative? Oh, it's like $75. <laughs> $75 for the negative. Yeah. You don't got to pay them quite yet. Yeah. I'll tell you the negative review. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, again, you know, your nihilism shit. Depressing. But, you know, uh, we are knowing. I, I think that, I don't know. It, it just, it's depressing, which isn't fun. You end on a downer, which isn't fun. But there's also well, hold upside on. at the end, too. Hold on. You end on a downer. It's a bit depressing. You know, it's the nihilism of, like, Cthulhu, like, all that bullshit. Like, yes. it's very impossible force that there's really no winning and you're just subject to it. Yes. Which I hate. It's kind of silly, in my opinion. But you believe in God. Yeah, and guess what? Satan exists, so there you go. <laughs> but... It was still really fun and enjoyable. That intro was really strong. It had a lot of good elements. Characters could have been expanded upon because there's like that chick that gets her brain in right away. The old chick. Yes. That's fine. But like expand them more. Give them more room to grow. You know, because they, they were fun characters. I guess... One of the major criticisms with your story is like, just give me more character because you wrote fun characters. So I just want to play with them more. You know? Yeah. I want to. Oh, yeah. I want to spend more time with them. So give me more time, please. Yeah. And then destroy me. Because yeah. that's what you do in your story. You you destroy the audience. Um, I will say, but well, one thing I will say is depending on your perspective. Well, depending on your perspective, <laughs> but it's still like a negative. Oh, it's very fucked up. Yes. Yeah. So that's why I'm saying like, like, give me more of that like haven, that safe haven. Like in uh, Resident Evil, when you go to the typewriter and you're saving the game and it's mm -hmm. like, 
okay, I'm just going to hang out in here. I got my chest. I got like my herbs and my grenades. Well, I think what I need to do is... I'm safe. Give me that safe space a little longer. I need to add like another night of of them at... uh, as a support group. Yeah. And he's, there needs to be like a night of levity with them. A night of levity with them and then make before, them before also make them a little bit more important. And so, cause they kind of came off of as fodder. And I think they kind of came off that way to kind of shock the audience with like, Oh no, this person. Oh no, that person is like, Oh no, who's safe. And, and that works, but just, just with films and the way they're going, well, maybe with TV and the way they're going, it's like, oh, that that doesn't feel like so shocking. Mm-hmm. So just give me more time with them and let me hurt. Yeah. You know, like, let me get some Final Fantasy VII there. You know what I'm saying? Like, let me just hurt. Yeah. Just hurt me. Because my thing is, I want to... It's a horror. Absolutely. It's, yeah. That is, it's bread and butter is it is... Yeah. Cosmic horror film. Yeah. Um, on every level, it is a cosmic horror where it's like, you know, we just lack the understanding to be able to comprehend. The- but it's it, it's so desolate and so just dark and negative. You yeah. know? It is that at its core. It is. So give me the haven. Yeah. And then destroy that. But but just give me that a little longer and then destroy it. Yeah. And, and it's like, yeah, I, I like I like the beats from there. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That that would be my major criticism. It's just I mean, and that's a compliment. Like, let me just spend more time with your characters. The funny thing is I don't remember any of them. <laughs> no, that's like the worst part about uh my writing is like I feel like once I'm I'm done. Well, the one who stayed with me a lot was the, the old lady and I think she had a kid. Yes. And then she just gets taken over right away and 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 she stayed with me. Yes. A lot. Like uh, her a lot. If I remember correctly, and and she knew what they were doing and she I gets, think she kind of like accepts it. She well, there's someone, if I remember right, there's one that gets just like killed. Yeah, there's someone that gets killed. And then there's, get, and then there's right someone that volunteers. That's the old lady. Yeah, she volunteers to like, oh, I don't know if it's spoilers. No, don't spoil it. But she volunteers to do something bad that like allows them to yeah. uh, find uh, the cult. Yeah. So basically, it's uh, about a couple who goes out and they're just driving through the desert. They get attacked by a wild cult. And then the husband protagonist is trying to then investigate. Investigate, find his partner. It's his twin brother. His twin brother? Yes. No, wasn't he with his wife? His twin brother. No, his wife is stays with him. Yes. She sees the twin brother? He's get your fucking twins out. I know you're a twin. Get the <laughs> fucking out of here. There ain't no twin brother, okay? They take the wife. <laughs> No, it's the twin brother. Well, he's there. Ain't no twin brother. You want them to take, the, but then that ruins the end. There ain't no twin brother. Where okay? she saves the the baby, she saves the child at the Get end. Get this fucking Silent Hill shit out of here, okay? There ain't no <laughs> twin brother. All right, maybe there's a baby. I'll give you the baby, but no twin brother. No twin brothers don't work work in 
fiction. <laughs> they work in real life because they happen, but in fiction, they don't work. I thought it was poetic. <laughs> oh, I know. Because like, I'm a twin. Well, it's because it's always like, you know, can't you sense what's happening to your twin? Though I did rewrite a lot of that, actually. Okay, then are you going to get Danny DeVito and Arnold to reprise the roles? Yes. I'm sold. And Lance Hendrick is the old man. He really is old. Did you see him? I saw him in yeah. a post. He's like, Yes, with uh, the Terminator post. Yes. And I was like, oh, God, Lance is going to die this year. Yeah. I mean, he looks like... I was like, he's knocking on heaven's door. <laughs> it's like, that old person is... Shit's coming soon. Yeah. And I was just like... Ugh. And I did not want to see that picture. Because like, I was like... It, the, the shitty thing was, I was uh, it was like Edward Furlong looked pretty yes, healthy. it was all the Terminator, Terminator yeah. people. It I was, was like, well, Edward wait. Furlong and shit. It was Edward Furlong, Michael Bean, Lance uh, Hendrickson, and... Uh, was it a uh, Terminator 2? Yeah, the what, T-1000? T-1000, uh, yeah. Patrick, Michael Patrick or Patrick? Patrick Wilson? No. No. What's his name? Patrick. Is his name Patrick? Robert Patrick. Robert, okay. Yeah, and they're like at a convention or something. And I was like, yeah, well. Yeah, well, because uh, Lancer Henriksen isn't in movies anymore. Mm-hmm. And then to see him like that, I was like. Fuck. Well, he looked like he might have cancer or something well, no he just looked like huh, what's going on uh, yeah. yeah just smile uh, and, terminator know. i was a terminator yeah. yeah that that was he's like the egot of uh of uh sci-fi films because he's been killed by everyone yeah he dies he's died to a predator he's died to no a, it's bill paxton oh, who's bill died Pax- to everyone yeah and but he's dead yeah but Lance hendrickson i mean but, he, he's so died he to- got I mean, he's died to, he's at least died to a Terminator. And an uh, alien. And an alien. Mm-hmm. What else? Pumpkinhead. Pumpkinhead. I mean, he's been everything. <laughs> he ain't died to no uh, Predator. I'm trying to think now. Uh, that's, he's only died to Pumpkinhead. Oh, he was, re- that's right. Uh, he John claude Van Damme has killed him. Well, who hasn't John Claude Van Damme killed? God damn, dude. He's been in everything. All right. Let's not be so vague because I feel like we may be a little too vague here with everything. So you have your film. Yes. It's a psychological horror film, Cthulhu based, or just the uh, inevitable based. I say cosmic horror. Cosmic horror. That's what they. Well, inevitable. Like there's. Yeah, you want it, you no want you want it. like the like the, the cosmic s- horror. the slug line or like the that. What's a slug line? Or like the not the slug line. Well, what is a slug line though? I'm seriously asking. I think it's like thing in newspapers, isn't it? Like the line that's under the article. Well, with our stickers, we have a drink, drink, do, drugs, do, talk, film. Yeah. What is that? A tagline. That's what I was calling yeah, it. Yeah, tagline. Is that a tagline? Yeah. So, so a slug line is a headline? The slug line is like the line under the headline, I believe. <laughs> well, what's the fucking headline under a headline? A slug line. Wait, well, let me look. Let me just Google. Can what? you give me an example of a slug line? What is a slug Trump line? dead. January 6th. A slug line is an uppercase line of text with a blank line above it and below it. An example is like interior 
like the location, like when you say like mm-hmm. where they are, that's the slug line. So interior desert is the slug line. Yeah. So that's not a slug line what you're talking about. No. I was trying to think of there's something else. What's a tagline? What's the definition for a tagline? It would be like in in, in space well, no one can hear you scream. That's the tagline. Okay, so drink drugs talk film is our, our tagline. tagline. Yeah. That's not official. No, no, it's not official, but it's a it's uh, it's a working official. This it's not the synopsis, but it's like um whatever, but it's it's about so, We got to learn this shit. Well, I mean, I guess, well, if, you, if, if you're vetoing the twin brother aspect, I have to completely rewrite what I rewrote. Well, it's essentially, God, what the fuck? I can't think anymore, man. Yeah, me neither. Because Dominic mentioned that, like, you got to have that sentence mm-hmm. or two sentences. Yes, I know exactly what we're talking about. And but then my you have brain, the synopsis. To be fair, I, I've almost been up for a whole day and I'm pretty, I, I'm getting there. Uh, okay, well, yeah, that's fair. What is... And my, and I'll do fairness for me, I'm autistic. Script in a short sentence. <laughs> it's not, not a synopsis. It's not synopsis. I know there are people that are listening are just like, Jesus, they're so dumb. <laughs> Why did we listen to this shit? <laughs> oh my God. What the fuck is it? Cause that's, is that where you like, it's psycho meets jaws with that? No. Kind of. Yeah. It's like, but it's kind of like that, right? Yeah. It's like the short one sentence or one or two sentence version. Of, oh my God. It's not, my brain is drawing a complete Kind of like in, in space, no one can hear you scream. No, that's the tagline. It'd be like, you know, uh, a crew of the spaceship Nostromus gets an emergency call that lends them to uh, an alien planet where they discover a ship. What the fuck is that? That's script like 101 pitching. Um, Don't worry about things. We can edit. I'm going to go pee. Okay, I'm going to look it up. Perfect time. I'm going to look up what it's called. I'm having a hard point time. We need it. your script, fella. Oh my god, why can't I think? Logline. A logline. I didn't even find it. It just popped in my head. Yes, the logline. After his brother goes missing, <laughs> a a man uh after his brother goes missing, uh the man investigates the disappearance and runs into a support group of others who have had family members who have gone missing. And through this... That's a log line? A mysterious... That's the longest log line I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> I'm not doing a very good job. But essentially, right, it's like he runs into like a support group of people that yeah. have also gone missing. Who have had the same mysterious circumstances happen to them. Yes. And they start to... And things start to unravel as they are drawn in to understanding the mysterious i'm 100 down to help with that um <laughs> obviously you know where my heart is with your next project <laughs> yeah it's with uh Dead daddy babies. daycare daddy daycare <laughs> um but yeah so so okay you have this script this uh full feature yes now the what is it the uh, Austin Film Festival? Yes. 
they have this competition. It's very badly done um, UI for the website. So, it is awful, yes. So it kind of scares you like, well, what am I getting myself into? This feels sketchy. Yeah. But it features um, the guy from E.T. who did that movie, that indie movie, and he became big. Okay. He's on the cover. Edward Burns or something like that. Ed Burns might be his name. Because I think it might be his film festival. Sidewalks of New York. <laughs> Fuck if I know. Is he a good looking white guy? Looks like it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's him. Uh, let's see. Let's see. Just scroll. Where's the... Yeah, Edward Burns. Yeah. Yeah, he used to be a, a ET correspondent, and then he did like a indie movie, and he just became big off of it. Oh, he's from Saving Private Ryan. Yeah, he was in it for a little bit, but his big breakthrough was before that. So I think this is his film festival, I think, because he's, uh, he, he's on the cover of it. And so they have this competition where you can submit all sorts of different things. And in our instance, we're looking to do the script submission. And I've been telling Tom since he has We Are No One to just, you know, correct the grammar, just uh, brush up the script, fine tune things, maybe, you know, cut things out. But I think... Especially with that opening. You got a fucking strong hook with that opening. Yeah. So I think... I, I rewrote think, it. Okay. Well, hey, man. It's way better. So I think that... Well, honestly, I think it, it slogged a little bit in the... Let's divide it up into fifths in the fourth part. It kind of slogged. Like right before they get to the cave where they're all at or whatever, the tunnel. Yeah. Yeah, it's a little it's a little sloggy before that. Well, I I, I think but, but that's where you need the characters. I th I think you just need to flesh out the other victims. And I think you sell it. Well, my flesh them out. My intention there is it's like before the big raid. Yeah, flesh them the out two thirds, and then once you get to the quarter, then all shit breaks loose. Because it does. Yeah, it literally does. Um, so, so we're looking to do that competition. I'm telling Tom to try for it because he just has so many ideas. So what can it hurt? And, uh, see what happens, man. I'm working on it, buddy. But also I think even if it doesn't succeed at the film fest, I think it would just be a good script to just put out there and see if someone wants to buy it, you know? And I think someone would literally buy it. I do. Yeah. I think, well, my my hesitation there is it's like one that I really like. No, do the dead baby. Fuck this one. <laughs> well, well, the <laughs> this one's the money for the dead baby. <laughs> <laughs> the dead baby's free. I keep telling you, it's not going to cost us any money to make that movie, to make it's that gonna short. It's going to cost us a lot of marketing to get people in the seats of dead baby, come watch. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to, that's up for the programmer, not me. <laughs> The programmer at the film festival is going to have to, like, this, it's going to premiere at Sundance. <laughs> and we're going to just get in the Q&A. They're going to be like, what the fuck is wrong with you? I'm a dad. <laughs> oh, my God. And then it's like, 
based on a true story. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, literally, right? Yeah. So, yeah, man, I, I think that'd be cool to for you to to try. I mean, yeah. you, you got a gift, man. Just fucking pursue it, you know? Like, maybe you got to sell your soul a little bit to, like, um, Midnight in Paris, right? Because Owen Wilson was just a scriptwriter. He's like, oh, yeah, I wrote that film. It's such garbage, but he's just writing scripts just to make money. Yeah. You could do that. I probably could, but God damn, that's soul sucking. Well, I'd rather yeah, have, but I'd rather least, ha- to be honest, I'd rather but have at least my, you're, at least you're close to the filmmaking process and then you're making enough money to where you can be like, okay, Steven, let's make the dead baby movie. <laughs> <laughs> it's no budget. This one. Is, yeah. This one is literally no budget. You're like, all right, buddy. But I yes, I mean to be fair, I can probably do both because the submission, the, the early bird submission, which is if I didn't hit the early bird, I probably wouldn't do it because I don't want to pay like I think a hundred dollars if you don't hit early bird. Are you serious? That's how much it is if you don't hit it. Yeah, the early That's bird. That's a lot. The early bird, I think, is sixty dollars. No wonder they give you five thousand. That's just giving everyone, everyone else's money. They're still making a ton of profit, and then they probably get all rights to your film. All right. Well. Everybody, that was the main discussion of Twin Shadows podcast. Yeah, which was what was our main discussion? Uh, about screenplay writing and competition thing. Wow, we didn't talk anything about that. <laughs> we did a little bit, a little bit. We went all over. We were all over today, but you know, drink, drugs, talk, film. That's what you signed on for. Yes, uh, and then and we're that's gonna- what we deliver. Now we're going to do a rematch of the horror trivia since Steven won. I won? You won last time, yeah. No, you won last time. You won. You won one, and I think it was the last one. I thought you won. I'm pretty sure you won, but I'll let you decide as the uh, person who came up with the best script. (laughs) Dead babies. Um, I don't know over the rules again. Do you remember? Don't you have the box? I know we have to collect the weapons. I don't remember. Oh, we just did the first to 10. Yeah. And then there was like separate questions we asked. Yeah. Because um, some of them are very easy and then some of them are really hard. We always start with the second question. And if you don't get the second one, you ask the first question, and then you're if you get it wrong, you're just out. Yeah, and then how many weapons do we have to collect? We're just first to 10 cards. Oh, so weapons don't even matter? Yeah, it doesn't matter. Okay. So should I ask you the first question? I'll go first. Oh, okay. Because you're the winner. In the movie Predator, what substance conceals the character? Mud. All right, Tom got one. Okay. His name is Dutch? Dutch, yeah. Hmm. Arnold's. A thick fog rolls in after a powerful... The mist. Okay, Stephen got one. The 1985 horror comedy about vampires was Jim Carrey's first starring role. Once bitten. All right, Tom got that one. See, that's why it's like, I don't know which one's the harder one. I think we we should read them. And, and choose then, the hardest. Okay. Like you, you, you pick out which one you think's the hardest. The one that best dumped me. 
Well, that's an interesting You'll face. never get this one. So uh, here you go. What was the profession of the main heroine in the 1981 werewolf film, The Howling? Nurse. No. Huh? What was it? You're thinking of American Werewolf yeah, London. Yeah, it was. Yeah. It's TV news reporter. Wow. So the second question, are you ready? Because there's two questions. Oh, so, so you get a chance. Okay, okay. You still have a chance. A redemption. What 2016 M. Night Shyamalan film is about a kidnapper with 23 different personalities who's about to unleash the 24th? Uh, split? Correct. So you redeemed yourself. No, we should just ask one. Okay. Because it, it, you can get these. Where are the phone calls coming from in the movie when a stranger calls? Um, the floor below them. So where is that? The basement? Close enough. Down- inside the house. Oh, inside the house. <laughs> That's yeah. the answer. Oh, I'll yeah. give it to you. That's. I was like, I thought you, I thought you meant like in which location <laughs> yeah. in the house. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's and I was like, well, damn, that's really specific. Because <laughs> the other one is uh, the 2010 psychological horror film contains a sun that Astro projected into a realm called the Further. Oh, Insidious. Yeah. That was way too easy. Okay, you ready? Ooh, what is... Oh, oh, oh. Both of these are very simple. This is simple. Uh, are you ready? This will be fun. Yeah. This one will take some deductive reasoning unless you automatically know, which uh, you might know. Okay. Bob Clark directed both A Christmas Story and this 1974 Christmas slasher movie. Oh shit! Um, Black Christmas. Correct. <laughs> I didn't even know. I just <laughs> it was like Christmas film. All right. Well, this one's easy, but uh, we'll see if if you know. What actress plays Elizabeth in the 1980 movie The Fog? Jamie Lee Curtis. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's like who's in The Fog? Jamie Lee Curtis, but. Well, let me see. I th- I think you could get this one. Just curious. The female lead in this film finds herself followed by an invisible force after sleeping with her boyfriend. What movie? Hollow Man? The female lead in this film finds herself followed by an invisible force after sleeping with her boyfriend. I have no idea. Well... Shit, I should have asked that. Yeah. It follows. Oh, oh. Right? They're not invisible. Yeah, they are, because only the person with the disease can see it. But they're, okay, I guess. Yeah. That's kind of tricky, because yeah. she sees all the naked old people. Yeah, that's why I was like, oh, maybe the Jamie Lee Curtis. Because of the a, name, he wouldn't get it. That one's maybe easy. it could but be a different But the thing character. is, that one's tricky, because there are two female leads in that movie, because yeah. there's a woman in the... Uh, the, the lighthouse. The oh, was it? A, I thought she was a radio, yes. like DJ. Yeah, in the lighthouse, and she's a big actress, right? Hmm. Do you know who that was? No idea. Because that—that's like the twist, right? I don't like this one. <laughs> oh, we could select, huh? It's stupid. Okay. I'm gonna put it aside because it's like a dead baby can get that one right. Okay, well, this one's too easy then. Oh, this one's hard. Maybe. 
1972 version of The Last House on the Left was the directorial debut of For Which Director? What the fuck if I know? You definitely know who this director is. Yeah, I don't know. I what? really don't know. Wes Craven. Oh, okay. So I take a drink for that, right? Yeah. No, I lost that point. Oh, yeah. So you lose. Okay. So then I lost my point. No, no, you got it. You got it. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. This will be an interesting one to see if you know. It might be easy for you. What state does the trauma entertainment film The Toxic Avenger take place? Milwaukee? You know, that's not a state. <laughs> uh, Minnesota? Is that your Wisconsin? final answer? Is that your final answer? Yeah. New Jersey. Oh. <laughs> It's like, yeah, maybe, you know, Toxic Avengers. I don't, I don't remember the state. <laughs> I'm sure it's probably important to the story, but I don't remember. Um, hmm. This one's a hard one. Ooh, this is a... Both of these well, are... Oh, this one's easy. Both There's of, ones that, that's hard in this one, so I'll ask you the hard This one. one's pretty tough. And I mean... I might be able to get it. Well, how many do I have right so far? Two. You have four. (laughs) (laughs) Teenage. Oh, I'll give you the easier one then. No, give it to me hard, baby. Okay. Teenage Charlie Brewster thinks his new next door neighbor is a vampire in this 1985 film that was later remade in 2000. Yeah, that's the one with Colin Farrell. Uh, Fright Night. Yes. Yes. Yeah, one of my favorites. I love that movie. It's actually a loose adaptation of Dracula. Really? Yes. Uh, have you seen the one with Colin Farrell? Yes. Because uh, and Anton Yelchin. Yeah, that one's not bad. Not bad. I at mean, all. Colin Farrell and Anton Yelchin. Like, yeah, it kind of sucks. And, but and David Tennant. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. All right. So this one I think is pretty hard for you. What character is revealed to? Be the werewolf in the movie Silver Bullet. It's the priest. Um, his uh, it's the guy from Twin Peaks. Uh, he's uh, Big Ed uh, from Twin Peaks. He's the priest. Is he the percolator guy in Twin Peaks? No, he's the guy that uh, runs the like the gas station. Okay, I don't know who that is, but wow, buddy, it is the priest. Literally, it says a priest on here. I was just curious, like, damn, how, like, how deep can he go? He goes deep. <laughs> Are you ready? Yeah. I'm, this one, I think, is easy, but I don't know. You've definitely seen this one, though. What room number, also the title of the movie, is a paranormal hotspot in this 2007 <laughs> film starring John Cusack? Yeah, that's uh, 1408? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, here's a good one. And it's a bit of a trick question. Who wrote the novella, The Hellbound Heart, which inspired the movie Hellraiser? Oh, that's easy. Yeah, um, I know it is. Clive Barker. Yes. That's, yeah. It was a bit of a trick. Like, eh, maybe you might not guess it. Interesting. Uh, this one's tough to pick which one's harder. Well, one's definitely easier than the other. So I guess oh, that's the harder one. In the 1996 movie, Jack Frost, the serial killer mutates into what? Jack Frost? What does he mutate into? Yeah. Wait, what? can you ask a question again? Yeah. 
All right. Wow. Can you repeat the question? In the 1996 movie Jack Frost, the serial killer mutates into what? A snowman? Yeah. And the other question was, where does Ashley Williams work in the movie Army of Darkness? Oh, um, it's Walmart. It's close. You're close. Yeah, it, it's a Walmart knockoff. Yeah. Straight Mart. S-Mart. S-Mart. I guess that one was harder than... But yeah, I was like, uh, okay, maybe you didn't see that. I remember always seeing that uh, that one at the rental place, the VHS cover. Can I ask you the easy one and then the real one? Yeah. Okay. So this is the easy one. Okay. So if I get this right, it doesn't count. If you get it wrong, it won't count. Okay. How about that? Okay. No, 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 no. I get yeah. it. If you get it wrong, it won't count. I'll ask you, because I really want to ask you the hard one. But this one is cute, so I want to ask it to you. Which J.J. Abrams film had the tentative title 1-1808? If you're hip with J.J. Abrams, you would know this. 1-1808 as a title for his film. Cloverfield. Exactly, yeah. That was a cute one. So you get it. <laughs> what was the hard one? Uh, what is the name of Broken Lizard's 2004 slasher film that was released after Super Troopers? Club Dread. Well, oh, fuck, man. I'll take a <laughs> drink on that. You got it both. I would not get this one. <laughs> okay, great. So, this movie actually really freaked me out. So, <laughs> okay. And I know it's a silly movie to be freaked out by. So, I apologize. What is the cursed object in the 2009 movie Drag Me to Hell? Oh shit, what is fuck? I saw that movie once. Um a cursed object. Is there like a phone of friend? Is there multiple choice? Uh I can give you a small hint. Okay. It is a part of clothing. Wow. Justin Long's in it, and that hot chick is in it. Mm-hmm. I have no idea. It's a button. That's fair. I was going to say a goat's horn. Well, you're at five. What am I at? How much are we getting to? Ten. Ten. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Okay. So you're, okay, you're, I, I got to stop being so easy. No, yeah, you got to go hard, dude. Okay, well, here's the one I'm skipping. Damien yeah. Thorne is the name of the movie Possessed Child in what 1976 movie? <laughs> the Omen. Yeah. Jesus. That was the hardest one. <laughs> Let me get that out of here. Yeah, that one's too easy. Hmm. Oh, this this one actually might be hard. And it's kind of easy to know. What 2000 film starring Jennifer Conley was based on a Book phenomenon was based on the book by the author of the Ring trilogy. Phenomenon. Is that your final answer? Dark water. Oh, yeah, and that was based on the chick who died in LA in the water tower. Remember? Mm-hmm. Fuck. That's why I was like, you know it. I know you've seen that movie. Yes. God damn it! I knew that yeah. too. <laughs> I just thought it was dark water. Yeah. I thought that was a Japanese uh, remake. It is. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah. Without a doubt. This one is impossible. (laughs) 
so I don't even want to ask it. It's almost too hard. Can you give it to me? Yeah. If I get it, that's two points. Yeah. Okay. This 1958 film takes place in a Swiss resort town where a mysterious radioactive cloud appears to be the cause of a series of decapitations. 1958. <laughs> the Pink Panther. <laughs> I've never heard of this movie. What is it? The Crawling Eye. Okay, I lost that one. Yeah. Well, let me hear. That's no. Let me I, ask I you, lost it. I lost this. It. This one's a 50 50. Mm-hmm. So let's let me ask you this one. I'll let you redeem yourself with this one since you're behind. <laughs> and it's a 50 50. Okay. Which, fr- and it's also like the most shitty question ever. Which franchise has the most sequels? The Howling or Tremors? Tremors. The Howling. Really? There's like nine of them. The Howling. Mm-hmm. Tremors has like 20. I think there are seven Tremors movies. Do you know nine Howling movies? No, but I know there are at least six Tremors movies. And I know that there are at least six Howling movies too. But I don't know more than that. Have you ever seen The Howling? Yeah. I like The Howling a lot. I've seen the first one and the sixth one. Really? Mm-hmm. Uh, there was a... Wow. During COVID, I wanted to watch... Uh, franchises that had six movies and I watched the sixth film in every franchise. So I watched like Chucky 6. I watched oh, yeah. Hellraiser 6. Uh, Howling 6. Tremor 6. You fucking uh, Satanist. Uh, uh, Amityville Horror 6. It's about time. Yeah. yeah, I watched them all. Me and my sister, we tried to watch all of the Jason films. And I think we made it up to Jason where he has the hockey mask like iconically. So that's Jason 4? That's number 3. Is that not, no? He gets the hockey mask in three. Jason okay, three. Okay, I think we made it to Jason four because he gets electrocuted. I think that's four. That one. Yeah, and we did. <laughs> we didn't make it past that. All right. Um, ooh. Oh, I know this one too. Ooh. Uh, okay. Do you want? The, okay. This is me questioning you on your cinephileness. Okay. Because this is a true cinephileness. Do it. This is Battle Royale. Okay. This is me giving you a big hint. This is true cinephile. Okay. Because cinephiles know Battle Royale. I know Battle Royale. When a Japanese high school student attempts to escape the Battle Royale, what method of control does Takashi Kitano demonstrate? He blows her head up. Okay. Detonates, detonates the neck collar. I'll, I'll accept that. De- detonates the explosive collar. Yeah. Yeah. I'll accept that. Okay. You're at eight. That's easy. That was an easy one. Really? Oh, yeah. I've seen that movie a million times. Okay. Hold on. There was a time I, I used to watch that movie like very often. Really? Uh, I, was, I was in love with the, the girl that the, the that survives. Uh, isn't um the chick from uh, Kill Bill in it? I don't know. I don't know what any of the actors. I names. think she might have been. Uh, well, let me ask you the other one. Okay. Just, just curious, because, because this one, I you you know it. You've seen it. What 2016 movie finds a group of thieves trapped inside a house they are trying to rob and discover the owner is not just a blind, helpless victim? Oh God! What I don't know. What's the title? Um, Stephen Lang. And Come yeah, on. that's the one with the cum basting. <laughs> yes. Yes. Oh, what you is know it, it called? You know it, you know it, you know it. And there's the sequel where he's like kind of redeemed a little L- bit. Listen, listen to me. 
breathe. Just breathe. <laughs> breathe in. <laughs> I don't know. I can't remember. Don't breathe. Don't breathe. Yeah, I do. I do. You would know that. I was like, I got it wrong. Yeah. No, well, you. I take a lot. I take a lot. You got. You got it right. You I gotta, gotta take right. a drink. No, the Takashi one was harder. You could take a drink, but you got it. Honestly, naming a title of a shitty movie that was directed by the guy that no, uh, we like don't breathe. Ada, aha, whatever that guy. The guy that directed um, uh, he's the same guy that directed uh, Evil the Evil Dead remake. You're at eight. Alexander Aha. For which Evil Dead, the one with the chick that gets her arm cut off. Mm -hmm. That was a good one. I mean, you know, it's not Evil Dead, but it was a good one. Interesting. Oh God, hold on. Can I just say this to you? Yeah. What's in the box? <laughs> her head. Her pretty little head. <laughs> I'm going to just drink for that one. This one is interesting because after looking at the answer, it's looking for a specific breed. <laughs> oh, shit. The thing arrives at Outpost 31 in Antarctica. Disguised Husky? Yes, correct. Yeah. And the other question, if you want it, this is just a bonus freebie. Okay. This 1982 film features an escaped mental patient with a drill who decides to crash a high school student's slumber party. Wait, what? Can you repeat that again? This 1982 film features an escaped mental patient with a drill who decides to crash a high school student's slumber party. Great oh, soundtrack. Oh, shit. I know I've seen that. I don't know. Slumber party massacre. But you got the question right. Well, I'm not going to ask you this one, but let me see if you can get it. Mm -hmm. What attacks a group of teens? Because you know this film. You've seen it. What attacks a group of teens in the 1986 movie Chopping Mall? Robots. Yeah. Security robots. Oh, okay. I was going to ask you that. I need a refill. Oh, we're almost done with the bottle, so that's the end of the bottle. What about you, buddy? I have... No, I have a drink. I filled up. That's okay. That's an empty box. That gave me flashbacks of the last time with the in honor of dickhead <laughs> wait isn't it my turn to ask you a question I don't whose turn is it I don't know I don't know let's go first to 20 <laughs> <laughs> well let me see how many you are at 1 2 3 4 5 6 7 8 you, you haven't moved anything dude let's go You've first been to at 8 let's go first to 20 okay because this is fun I'm having fun and this is in honor of Dickhead. Okay. What? And if you get this wrong, I suck. We're deleting. The, we're deleting Dickhead. Shit. What 1978 classic horror film was originally titled the Halloween? <laughs> and you know what? You want to know what the easier question was? What? <laughs> Who directed Bram Stoker's Dracula? <laughs> Bram Stoker. <laughs> yeah, he came back from the dead for that. Wow. Well, once you said 1978, it's like yeah, Halloween. Yeah. Oh, oh, here. Oh, shit. This is so easy. But in honor, in honor of who we have discussed on this podcast. And this is a layup for you. So if you get it wrong, you got to do a double drink. Okay. What 2012 film stars Ethan Hawke as a true crime writer and featured a demon named... Bagul. Oh, it's, it's easy. It's uh, yeah. Name it. 
Name it, cocksucker. Uh, oh, oh, sinister. Tell me. Sinister. Yeah, 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 you go. I almost well, said insidious. <laughs> uh, do you want to hear the... Yeah. Here's the other one. Yeah. What 2016 film... I mean, you know this one. What 2016 film centers around a father and son, coroner, investigating the death of an unidentified... unidentified oh, Autopsy of Jane Doe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I've never seen it. Really? Are you serious? Mm-hmm. I've never seen it. Dude, that's one of mine Al- and Alex's like... I know. You guys are always talking about it. Emil uh, Hirsch and uh, Brian Cox. Oh, that's a, that's a good cast. Dude, let's let's watch that and Who Done Done It. And we'll see who's the best film <laughs> of the night. Well, let's watch Who Done Done It first. Interesting. Do you want the harder one? Ooh. Do you want the hard one? This one's pretty fucking hard. I want the hard ones, man. Give it to me hard. Okay. If you get this, I'll finish my drink. Okay. Even though we're out of whiskey? What is... I have still have a bunch in my glass. You know I have a lot here at the house. What is the name of the docile and domesticated zombie in, Dawn of the, in Day of the Dead? I know who you're talking about. I know who you're talking about, but I have no idea. Bub. That's kind of like here's the, the follow up question. No, but hold on. That's kind of like um, have you seen that movie with um, the comedian, and he's a zombie. It's like a cute story. It's it's like a an Irish comedian, English comedian. It's like Bud or something like that, and he's like a pet. Oh, Fido. <laughs> Yes, Fido. Yes. God damn it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's Bill Conley, I think. Mm-hmm. Shit. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Yeah. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Well, I lost that one then. Yeah. But here's the second question. Okay. Just for shits and giggles. Well, I'll take my drink then. What actor stars in the 1999 film Stir of Echoes in which a man sees Kevin a- Bacon. Yes. You got it right. I knew you'd get that one. All right. Well, I know you're going to get. This one, but I got to ask it because it's such a classic. What 1983 slasher film ended with a gender-bending twist by the lakeside? Oh, uh, Sleepaway Camp. Yep. Uh, let me see if you get this one, though. Yeah. In the movie Invasion of the Body Snatchers, what activity are the survivors most afraid of? Ooh, that's a hard one. I have no idea. I've never seen it. In the movie Invasion of the Body Snatchers, what activity are the survivors most afraid of? Sleeping. Really? Yeah. I've never seen any of those. Yes, you have. Mm-mm. Even throughout. Dude, do you know how many Invasion of the Body Snatcher movies there are? Three. I've never seen no, any no, of them. No, no, no. There's so many others that aren't even called Invasion. There's oh. the one with uh, um, Tom Cruise's wife. Uh, what's her name? Uh, Which one? The hot one. The redhead. The redhead? Uh, Eyes wide shut. Nicole, Nicole Kidman? Kidman. And uh, James Bond, the Pierce, other Pierce Brosnan, no, Timothy Dalton, um, the latest one, Dan Daniel Craig, Daniel Craig. It's like the others or some shit. The others, they're no, ghosts. I, I know it's not the others, but it's it it's one of their movies. It's like Invasion of the Body Snatchers. Oh, never seen any of them. Well, well, you got Sleepaway Camp, so you're at nine. I knew Sleepaway Camp. Yeah, I should ask the hard one. Well. Both of these are <laughs> really hard. 
Easy as fuck. Okay. Trying to think which one. None of these are hard. Not which even... one's easier? Well, then just skip it. Give me another one. Look at that huge pile in front of you. You, you no, can skip let me it. Just, let me just ask. What series of children's horror books is written by author R.L. Stein? Goosebumps. There you go. Nah, give me another one. Come on. That's okay. stupid. Well, I'm giving you that one. Um, Stuntman Kane Hodder is best known for his portrayal as what character? That's too easy. Give me another one. That's Jason. Okay. What 1988 film directed by Wes Craven centers around an anthropologist sent to Haiti to research voodoo? <laughs> okay, let me get this to it. There you go. To research voodoo? Yeah. Serpent and the Rainbow. Okay, you are. Yeah, I lost that one. I've heard of that. I've never seen it. This one, this next one involves math. <laughs> Good luck. Well, I lost that. That that was the one I lost, right? You got yeah, but you got it right because you got the goosebump question. Right? Well, no, I drank. Don't don't include it. Get that out of there. No, I put get it, it out of there. Get I out of there. I did. Get it out of there. It's in the wrong pile. I, okay. Oh, what? This one is tricky. This next one's hard as fuck. So, okay. I hope you're. I'm gonna ask you the hard one. Yeah, and you're gonna get it wrong, and then I'm gonna ask you the easy one. You think? Yeah. What astrological event occurs during the 2017 movie Veronica that causes the character to invoke harmful spirits? If you get this right, I'm gonna. Haley's comet. <laughs> Am I wrong? Yes, you're wrong. Oh, I have no idea then. Solar eclipse. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck is that movie? I never seen it. Right. Okay, you lost that. But for fun, what 2006 horror film about an alien plague was directed by Guardians of the Galaxy director James Slither. Gunn? Boop. I knew you'd get that. The Veronica one was like, yeah, I don't know. No, so. I never even heard of that movie. You gotta get this. It's tricky. Ooh, I got a, I got such a good one for you. It's I got such a good one for you. This one's tricky. I got such a good one for you. I'm going to only give you one hint before I read the question. No, that's fine. I'm not going to give you any hints for this. One. You love this movie. What 2018 film unravels cryptic and terrifying circuits about the Graham family ancestry? What? I like this movie? You love this movie. Repeat it. What 2018 film unravels cryptic and terrifying secrets about the Graham family ancestry? Graham? Graham. I have no idea. Think about family ancestry. That just makes you think of Parasite. 2018 film that you like. Didn't that come out in horror? Hereditary? Yes, correct. Really? No, game, that doesn't count. That doesn't count. Okay, you want the easy one? If you get this wrong. Yeah, get, you gotta get go me back that. To elementary Hereditary school. doesn't count. In the 2012 movie. The ABCs of death. How many stories were included in the film? A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H, I, J, 24? Oh, come on. There's 26 letters on the alphabet. I'm giving you the answer. You're fucking drunk. Okay. Okay, this this is a solid one. This Just, is This is a solid one. Okay. What breed of dog is Cujo? St. Bernard. Wow, dude. You know why I know that? Because the same director of Beethoven is the same director that directed Cujo. Oh my God. That's so disturbing, Tom. 
Interesting. Their name is the Graham family in Hereditary? I yeah. don't know. I, had I did no not know. I, I mean, neither. No I never, I was like, huh. I never would have, yeah. Oh, that's too easy. Which installment from the Halloween franchise does not feature Michael Myers? What was that? Oh, that's Halloween 3. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, does it have like a colon season of the witch? It does. Yeah, okay. Is it season of the witch or? It is. Okay. Colon, Season of the Witch. All right. Well, then here's an easy one for you. What Duffer Brothers TV show takes place in... Things. Okay. Well, that was easy. Do you want to know what the other one was? Yeah. Who wrote the story on which the film Children of the Corn was based? Stephen King. Yeah. That's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. What am I at? We need to play harder games, dude. Nine. Shit, you're beating me by three. Okay, okay. Steven needs to not take it easy anymore. Why does Lance Hendrickson's character summon the demon Pumpkinhead? To avenge his son. Perfect, yes. Okay. Exact wording. Oh, wow. This might be hard. Good. What is Norman Bates' hobby in the movie Psycho? (laughs) Yeah. It's like, what? Yeah. Yeah, you're not going to get it. If you took this long, you're not going to get it. What is Norman Bates' hobby in the movie Psycho? (laughs) Taxidermy is the first thing that popped into my head, but... I want to say it's also something to do with fishing. Give me an answer, man. I will say you may have said it. Taxidermy. Is that your final answer? Yes. You're right. Okay. Ooh, that was good, man. That was a tough one, right? Yes. But what TV show remake is based on a 1985 movie starring Michael J. Fox as a high school? Teen Wolf. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty easy. I'm going to take a drink on that because that was easy. Damn, I almost stumped you with the taxidermy one. You did. Yeah. I don't know why I was like fishing lures or something, (laughs) but I was like, no, I think it's like taxidermy. Okay, which franchise has the most sequels? Saw or Children of the Corn? Now you have to think, this game probably came out before all the Saw movies have been When did this game come out? I have no idea. Well, it's got to be Saw, but it might be Children of the Corn now. What's your final answer? Huh? What's your final answer? Fuck. Ch- uh, children of the Corn. Correct. Yeah. How many Children of the Corn movies does it say, though? It doesn't say. Oh. Because Saw just came out with one recently. There's been 10 Saws or 11, <laughs> I guess. But I think there's like 12 Children of the Corn movies. Hmm. Hmm. I'm going to ask you both for this, but I'm going to give you the hard question first. Please. In 1984 movie Silent Night, Deadly Night, who does the murderer dress up as? Oh, that's easy. Santa. Yes, you're right. I've seen all of them. What movie franchise that began in 2004 featured torturous traps, self-amputations, and buckets full of blood? Saw? Yeah. You got it. 
Well, these are both. These are too easy, man. These are very easy. What state does the film and comic book miniseries 30 Days of Night take place? What state does the film Texas Chainsaw Massacre (laughs) take place in? Uh, That one is Alaska? Yes. And the other question, which is even easier... Christian Bale played Patrick Bateman, the Hanuk Thomas American Psycho. No, but it's what is the name of the author? Uh, Alice. You're close. That's his last name. Yes. There's three names. Oh, that's a hard one. I don't know. Well, I mean, you got Ellis. Yeah, Ellis. Brett Easton Ellis. Brett Easton Ellis. Have you ever heard him talk? No, I haven't. He has a podcast with. And he's interviewed Tarantino a few times. Yeah, he's pretty good, but he sounds like a sociopath. He is a sociopath. Yeah. Wrote, I mean, if you've read his books, it's like, dude, there's something fucking wrong with you. Yeah, no one just sits around and thinks of the shit that he... Four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen. Oh, you're at fourteen as well. We're tied. How did you tie up? Hmm. Okay, I'm going to give you the hard one. Please. You're not going to get this. I one. always want the hard one. You're not going to get this one. Good. In the movie Manic, what body part taken from victims did the murderer nail to mannequins? So tell me when you want to quit. Manic or maniac? Maniac. Yes, you're right. Maniac. The remake had... No, no, no. In what? In the movie Maniac, what body part taken from the victims that the murderer nailed to the mannequins. I've never seen it, but I want to say tits. You didn't see the one with the... the Frodo? Yeah. Uh-uh. All right. I'll give you a layup. I'll no, give you, I got I, it wrong. No. Was it tits? It scalps. Oh, yeah. I, uh, no. What Wayne's brothers... No, no, no. Don't take a drink. I what, did. Because if you get this one wrong, you got to take a triple drink. Okay. What Wayne's Brothers parody series use the title? Oh, Wes Craven. Yeah, you got it. Come on, dude. Jesus Christ. Well, that's what I was saying. You got to take a triple drink. <laughs> these are actually pretty. These one, this one's pretty tough. Okay. Both of these are let's tough. Let's hear it. Let's hear it. If you get both of these right, you're good. I'm going to go with the harder question first. Of course. What actress played Tiffany in The Bride of Chucky? Oh, um, that's uh, Jennifer Tilly? Correct. Okay. What Clive Barker movie focuses on monsters who inhabit the underground city of Midian? Is that the subway one with... uh... It's not Midnight Me Train. Fuck you, dude. You fucking dickhead. You knew what I was talking <laughs> with Bradley Cooper. It's not that one. It's the older one. I don't know. Oh, you've never seen Nightbreed? I don't think I have, yeah. Oh, I thought that was... Okay, so that's a half a drink. So I didn't get that. Well, you got Jennifer Tilly, so... No, I don't... Do you know she's a poker player? Mm-hmm. These are two easy questions. Okay. Do you want me to give you... I'm going to give you the easy one first. I want both. If I don't get both right, I don't no, want to win. No, it doesn't count. What was written on the hotel door in The Shining? 
Red rum? Yes, you're right. Murder, I guess. But that that wasn't the question. Okay. What 2011 film was first was the first horror movie directed by Kevin Smith? Tusk. No, Red State. Uh, Red State. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Red State. Yes, you're right. Yeah. Well, you can't. You literally cannot miss either of these. It's. All right, let's go. This is, well, do you want the easiest question of all time or the second easiest question of second all time? Second easiest question of all time. Who directed the 2003 slasher film House of a Thousand Corpses? Oh, Rob Zombie. Who directed the original 1978 version of Halloween? <laughs> Jesus Christ, dude. Those are the questions? <laughs> well, Rolling Stone ballad is sung by the demon as real. As he possesses bodies in the Denzel Washington film, The Fallen. That's a that's a tough one. I've seen The Fallen. Yes, I know you with have. John Goodman. Yeah, I know you have. You're gonna get the first one, so I won't ask that. I'll ask that if you don't guess this. I mean, I want to say you can't always get what you want. But I don't I that's that, that's not it. Oh, Sympathy for the Devil. Oh, is on on my side. Yeah, I got it wrong. Yes, it is, but hold on. I got it wrong, okay. Let me see this one. Kevin Bacon stars in what 1990 film about a group of people fighting for survival against... Tremors? Yes. Boop, but you didn't get that. (laughs) (laughs) This one's interesting. I'm going to give you a layup here. You ready? Because it's too good. You ready for your layup? Mm hmm. What animal was Betty White's character feeding in the movie Lake Alligator? Correct. Yeah. Or is it a crocodile? I don't know. Alligator. Yeah. Well, here's my layup. What movie features an alien hunting, hiding in the jungle? Oh, my God. Predator. Yeah. Okay, that's seriously. Okay, yeah, you're right, you're right. I'm going to give that to you. But how about this? They're here. Oh, Poltergeist. God damn it. I'm going to take a drink. Ooh, this one's actually a little tough. Are you ready for a tough one? Mm-hmm. In the movie, in the Eli Roth movie, The Green Inferno, who abducts a group of student activists after they plane, after their plane crashes in the Peruvian jungle? Natives? I mean, yes, but can I have a little more? Native brown people? <laughs> like, I don't know. They're just fucking indigenous people who are cannibals. There you go. Okay. Tribe of cannibals. All right. Um, so I'm at 18? Yes. All right. Give me hard questions, but uh, we got to make this more challenging. Yeah, I'm fine with that. I'm good with that, even though this is like a five-hour episode. Oh, here's a good one. What 2008 vampire movie was filmed and set in Sweden? Uh, Let the right one in. Yeah. Oh, fucking good on you, man. It's a good one movie, though. Yeah. I didn't like... I saw the... Uh, I didn't really like it. Well, this is incredibly difficult. If you get this, you are a god. 
What 1990 film featuring Lou Diamond Phillips has his character trying to bring the pentagram killer to justice? Any more clues than that? I've never even heard of this movie. I have no idea. The First Power. Yeah, I don't know. The follow-up question. What actress plays the main character Susie Banyan in the 2018 Suspiria remake? Suspiria? No, the remake. Who plays the main character? Susie Bannon? Yeah. Uh, that cute chick from... Peanut Butter Falcon? Yeah. What's her name? I don't know. Dakota Johnson. Ooh, I got a good one for you. This is the winning question. Let me, let me ask you a question. Okay. Because I have a winning question, so... And and then we're gonna go until you win. Okay. Machines come to life and become homicidal after a comet causes a radiation storm in the 1986 film starring Emilio Estevez. Directed by Stephen King. His first his first and only film. The Green Goblin. The uh, the actor that plays Lisa Simpson is in it. What the fuck is the movie called though? What the fuck is that movie called? Do you hear my voice? <laughs> Yeah, you're like revving. <laughs> I know exactly. The green goblins in it. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I know exactly. I know exactly what movie you're talking about. Oh, you fucking suck, bro. Um, do you want me to give it to you? No, I know. I know. You're what. gonna lose. You're gonna lose. Do you want to lose already? Are you ready to I lose? can't remember what it's called, you though. You fucking loser. Stephen King. I drank too much. All I can think is batteries not included, but that's not the movie. It's, uh... Are you ready? <laughs> Tell me when you're ready. Are you ready? It's like... Is it one word or two words? Two. <laughs> two words. Maximum Overdrive? Yes! Okay. Oh, thank God. Okay, let me get... One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen. Can you close the door and uh, put the... You know... <laughs> That one took me a minute. Um, I think you're at 18 or 19. I had good ones for you, but I, I dropped the cards. Uh, this one is very hard. You ready for some that are very hard? Yeah, of course. That's what I've been waiting for. In the 1985 film Cat's Eye... What creature attempts to steal the life of a young Drew Barrymore? A cat? No, no, no. no. Uh, 
It's like a little goblin. You're close. An elf? What lives under a bridge? A troll. A troll. Yeah. So don't give it. Don't give it. Don't give it to me. Hold on. The second one is just as hard. You definitely won't get this. Who narrated the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre along with the 2003 remake and the 2006 prequel? There's a narrator? That's what I thought. (laughs) I don't know, dude. I didn't even know there's a narrator in there. I'll give you a very obscure hint. He is the villain in Richie Rich. Yeah, you got that. John Larroquette. Okay. John Larroquette, huh? I'm going to give that to you. You got your one way from winning. No, I didn't get it. Too late. It's in the wind pile. Okay. Here's one for you that is easy. Because you know this and you've seen it. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. What 2012 slasher film is a story about an annual ritual sacrifice to appease the ancient ones? Oh, Cabin in the Woods. Yeah, you got it. Yeah. Well, do you want to hear the other one? Oh, here's here's the other one. What 1958 creature feature stars Steve McQueen in the, his first... The Blob. Nice, dude. Yeah, that was a pretty easy one. Speaking of Cabin in the Woods, what mythical creature did Hadley hope to see as a killer in Cabin in the Woods? Mermaid. Oh, shit. I don't even know who that was, but I was like, a mermaid. You won, buddy. All right, let me give you one to catch up. Okay. One to catch up. Make it hard. Really hard. Really hard. Okay, well, that's... Oh, my God. Okay, this is too easy. It's literally who hosted Twilight Zone, (laughs) and then who was Freddy (laughs) Krueger? Robert England. Yeah, that, you got both of those right. Okay, yeah. let me... That's easy. Come on, give me a real hard one. Like, one that was like, you definitely don't think I would get. Okay. This is... This is a cute one. Who is also known as the Mistress of Dark? Oh, Elvira. Okay. Come on, give me a hard one. I said hard. All right, I thought that was a hard All right, here's one. Here's one. And this is easy, but it is hard. And I'm going to give you the... There's no easy answer for this. I'm going to give you the hard one. Okay, good. What is the name of the possessed doll in Child's Play? Wait, you mean it's like not Chucky? It's not Chucky. What is the name of the possessed doll in Child's Play? Like, who is the one possessing? Chucky. The actor's name? No, the right. character. <laughs> That's it's like, yeah, I'll give you a hard one. That's hard. Uh Brad Dorf. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not <laughs> Steven Dorf. <laughs> nope. I said Brad Dorf. Yeah, it's not him. I have no idea. Are you sure? Yeah. Charles Lee Ray. <laughs> <laughs> No, I have no idea. I would never. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that was a tough one. Um, Well, here's, you know, no, no, no. Here's one. Here's one that's tough that 
What 2014 film is based on a Hasbro board game? 2014 <laughs> film? What 2014 film is based on a Hasbro board game? And this this is fair. This is me not giving you a layup or anything. And and you will be like, if you don't get it, you're getting like, oh, so, so, 2014 film. What 2014 film is based on a Hasbro board game? You're going to be so pissed when I mention it. Hmm. Hmm. And you're not going to get it because you don't watch the schlock. It's it's schlock for like 2014. It's a schlock that I would watch. So that gives you, you know. I don't know. It's not like 70s or before. It's not 80s or before. It's not na- 90s yeah. or before. Okay, so it's like it's too new for me to know. Yeah, uh, it's not 90s. No 90s. There's, there's no one nine. There's no one nine. It's it's a two. Uh, it literally, it says what 2014. So that's, you know, 2014 film is based on Hasbro's. 10 board. years ago. Come on, man. I will let you beat me with this answer. Ouija. What? (laughs) Top one. Ouija. (laughs) He got it. Ouija. Holy shit. Wow. You got it, man. Ouija. (laughs) I dug deep. Yeah. Ouija. Was that really the answer? Yes, it was. It was Ouija. (laughs) The Ouija boy. That's why I was like, you're not going to get it. (laughs) Ouija <laughs> Holy shit <laughs> You got it Yeah Thank you Red Letter Media <laughs> Well I think they did an episode on it Yes they've done like three episodes on it Well buddy let's close it out Alright uh, thanks everyone for listening uh, Stay tuned for Dead Babies <laughs> Cut